What is up, everybody? Welcome to the WMMA Today podcast. As you can see on the screen with me is Serena De Jesus instead of Drake Riggs. Probably better at this anyway. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, uh, questions for Serena, drop them in the chat. She'll answer. Um, Just like always, questions, drop them in the chat. All right, so we will get started with the Deep 104 Impact. Serena, did you watch Deep 104? No, I haven't. I've been only able to catch highlights of it because of Mark Picos from um, Wombat Sports. I've been Mm. trying to get into Deep, but when it's on, I need to be in a deep sleep because I get up, like, so early to train and everything. Yeah. So... I've been looking forward to it, actually, because I know Roxy, my friend Roxanne Montefiore, still watches Deep. Yeah. She's telling me the stories of Deep, but I didn't get to watch it. I'm sorry. I'm That's... a casual that in that regard, no. at least. No, 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 Serena. This is the thing that Drake and I talk about all the time. He's the one that stays up. He's on the West Coast, just like you and I. He's the one that stays, stays up. up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't. I watch these. I watch these. You know, after when I'm awake during the day or whatever, I don't stay up until one o'clock, two o'clock through the night. You know, we're we're all West Coast people. You're in <laughs> Vegas. I'm in I'm in Stockton. He's in Washington. Um, yeah, he's yeah. I mean, props to that dude for it. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Like I can't sleep as it is, and so when I'm trying to sleep because I'm trying to wake. I'm like waking up at six in the morning trying to get things done and whatnot. I'm right. training like like almost half the day, if not more away. So I can't do that. <laughs> I'm not 21 years old anymore. That's the problem. <laughs> For real. Like I, yeah, I mean, there's, there's other things to do, you know, four o'clock in the morning, which is sleep. Mm-hmm. It so, makes you wonder how do the Europeans and the Australians stay up to see UFC cards? Those are a dedicated bunch. Isn't it wild how the, especially the Europeans, because I do think like the Australians, I think it's Sunday, like afternoon ish for them or something like that. Mm-hmm. But for the Europeans, it's literally every every Saturday or Sunday morning or whatever it is. Yeah, like and some of these people are up at like, you know, four in the morning, their local time. And I'm just like, mm, could not every be me. Every single week. Every single <laughs> it's week. It's like, could not be me. <laughs> no, yeah. It's it's crazy. So we have everybody saying hello to you. Can you see the comments? I wish I could. Hold on. Let me see what I can do. Okay. Nope, so I can't com- see the Oh, wait. Now I can. So the comments oh, are there on the right, but I'm going to show them nice. on the screen right now. So Jen is right. saying hello, Serena. Hi. Hi, Jen. Nice to Ro- see you. Ro- saying good evening, Serena. Oh, good evening to you too, buddy. Thanks oh, for joining man. in. Um, is oh, saying, wow. Everyone's hello. saying hi. <laughs> Rain is mm-hmm. saying Hello, Serena. And he's actually, mm-hmm. actually asking a question. What's it like training with the Monkey King? I love training with Jordan. He is the nicest soul you'll ever meet. He's full of knowledge. Like, he makes me work. He is a dude. He gives me business. Like, he gives me work. He doesn't make things easy for me, but he also helps me out. He's a really good teammate. He's a really good person. So I love him. And I can talk nerd shit with him all the time, too. So Yeah, he's a big time nerd, just like you are. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, 
Yeah, that, I, I hope to train them because I switched gyms uh, recently from Syndicate to Extreme Couture, so I don't oh, get to see all my friends. Anymore. Anymore. Mm -mm. It's it. something I haven't made a huge announcement yet until now, so hey, top, you get the first bid uh, for all the news. <laughs> Breaking news, Serena bounced to a new gym, so, but I like it there, you know, Syndicate and me, for whatever reason, just, we didn't work out, and we ended it on you know, somewhat of a good term, I'd like to think. Okay. And I'm just moving on my life. I still get to have my coach Marvin Eastman with me. He's still got my back like he always has. Um, Eric Nixick at Syndicate, uh, Syndicate, Extreme Couture is real cool. It's really interesting for me because I'm now teammates with a former opponent of mine in Taylor Gordado, who I know oh, we'll talk yeah. later about in the PFL. Yeah. So she's really nice, you know? It's like kind of that weird, awkward thing, like, Hey, nice to see you again. Sorry I kicked you in the mouth last year. Y'all good? <laughs> Did you train with Taylor for this fight at all? Did you? I, you know what? I, Taylor's a good egg, so I hope so. But I'm not going to make a super comment. You know, I can't, I can't say anything. I'll be biased. You know how I'm, I'm going to be. <laughs> we'll talk about that later, though. So, I mm -hmm. mean, there's a bunch of other people in here. Um, James is saying, hello, Serena. Good to see you today. Hey, hey, James. Nice to see you too, buddy. Ghost Phantom. Hi, Serena. Awesome to see you today. Um, Sweet. Nice to see you too, Phantom. Joseph is saying, Serena, how big would a Harrison Bud fight be in 2022? I like this. Uh, can, I like this too. It has the potential to be violent. And I am all for the violent. So, oh, that just brings a smile to my face. Just seeing big girls get violent. Just right. let's fucking do it. It's like, it's like, you know how I'm a big fan of Godzilla? Watching bigger girls compete is legit like watching two giant monsters go beat the shit out of each other. I love Straight that up. shit. <laughs> and Kayla Harrison's kind of a monster man. Mm hmm. Talk about her later. Um, and then Joseph is asking if Drake's getting a tan in Hollywood, Florida. And Drake is actually here. Uh, hello, Drake. Hey, what up, Drake? And I have no idea about Drake. All I know is it's Drake. I don't care. So yeah, that's my that's my co-host. Um, him, him, and I have been doing this for I don't God how long, Drake? Uh, years now. I mean, this is our 70, 73rd episode together. Not including wow. what we did prior to actually like going on the YouTube thing, we did it just straight up podcast type style um, years ago. So yeah, Drake, Drake is actually in Florida right now covering PFL. That's why he's not doing the show and why that's why you're on it with me this week. Sweet. Well, I hope he has fun watching the fights. <laughs> well, he said you're goddamn right. So I, he's not watching fights right now. He's getting a tan apparently. <laughs> Jimmy saying Oh wow do you know how dumb I am I was thinking of the rapper Drake not Drake Riggs Wow I'm dumb <laughs> Okay I might have gotten hit a little bit too much Today in sparring <laughs> I wish we had Drake oh in God. here I would, I would kill that That would be great wouldn't it <laughs> I would take Drake over Drake Riggs any day Oh my God um, Oh wow I'm seeing some other Questions pop up um, yeah. Jimmy Kudo inside Step up inside low kick in MMA from a closed stance. I don't know because I'm a southpaw, so it's always open stance for me. Um, but if you're getting that inner leg, 
hey, look, my general rule is if they can't walk, they can't hurt you. So if you can take out someone's legs, fucking do it. Yeah. Oh, so that's Ghost Phantom. Um, that's his thing. He he loves the uh, the inside low kick. Adores it. He thinks it should be. Oh, used. it's beautiful. Yeah. He thinks it should be used by every fighter. Are we talking about the John where you where Khalil what Khalil Roundtree did, or is it something else? No. Um, Khal- what oh, thank Khalil God. Did? He did an, an oblique. Khalil did an oblique kick that like like snapped the dude's leg, and yeah. that dude apparently got released um a few weeks later too. So it's like oof. Nasty. By Khalil yeah, I was just like, so what do you think I mean, it's that? not illegal. He can do it, but like, right. you won't catch me doing that. <laughs> no, you would never. I mean, someone has to be straight up trying to rob me or some shit for me to do that. Like yeah. in a fight, the only way that changes is if I know someone's trying to do that to me first. Then you just basically signed your, you know, your leg uh, warranty away. <laughs> there you go. Um. All right, so Rain is asking, Serena, do you also train with Ramona Pasquale? If so, how is that? I used to train with Ramona Pasquale. She is back in syndicate, um, in case people didn't get it, the fir- um, didn't hear me the first time. You know, it's all good. Um, it's I news. left. Yeah, I, it's breaking news, so don't, stra- don't stress. Blech. I left Syndicate. Um, sucks because I don't get to see Roxy much anymore, but we still get to hang out afterwards. But Ramona's really good. I like how she moves. I like her grappling, her angle work. Like, I think she's going to be a really good addition Like when she, whenever she makes her UFC debut. Yeah. So, great girl. Awesome. Uh, Scott is saying, what's up? Uh, big night, big sports night streaming, you guys. World Series, Contender Series. Hockey, Predators, he needs more of that TV. Damn, Scott, how are you not cross-eyed? I'd be, like, losing my right. mind seeing all that. That's it's, dedication. How do you, do you – so do you watch – do you watch multiple multiple fights at once? Like, do you have a TV screen? I can only do up to two. IPad? Yeah, I have a tablet, and then I have my phone, and then yeah. I have my computer. But I can only – watch two different fights or I'm just going to be like all over the place and not yeah. able to focus on a single one. <laughs> it blows my mind how there, I see it on Twitter all the time where there's um, people showing like TV screen, computer screen, their phone, uh, some kind of, some kind of tablet or something. I'm like, bro, how do you even see everything that's going on? I, I would not awful? know. <laughs> right. That's kind of like sitting at, at a, at a big casino Seeing all of the games up on the screens, you know, in the in the sports book or whatever, you you can't watch all of them at one time. No, you can't. That's like, at least for me, that's just too damn much. <laughs> yeah, for real. So, all right. So, uh, Joseph is asking, who should Joanna fight in March of 2022? Is she fighting? I mean, I don't. I don't know, but you know what? I I would love to see her run it back with either Rose or Weile Jean because you know what? Those were some exciting ass fights, both of them. And you know what? She should give one more go at the top before we start figuring out what's next for Joanna. What do you think about Marina Rodriguez and Joanna fighting? I can see it. I like it. It's a striker's delight. Yeah, like I'm not, I'm not even mad about that. I, I can dig that. Okay. I had to think on that for a second. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's violent. I like it. Yeah, I mean, 
all of those fights at the top of that division are just beautiful. You know, mm-hmm. Rose is amazing. Whaley's amazing. Marina's really coming into her, her own. Joanna, of course, is a former champion. Great. Mm-hmm. She's one of the best female fighters ever. I think it's finally the time of those smaller girls shining. Cause like, I remember when women's mixed martial arts started to really take off, it, the most attention was given to the bantamweights and the featherweights. But now as time goes on, it's going to the flyweights and the strawweights. And there's even calls, at least from what I've seen, for the UFC to add an atomweight division. All I know is I'm jealous of these smaller girls because they're so fast. Like, I I train with smaller girls all the time, and I have to be literally and figuratively on my toes with all of them. Because how they can change angles, pull in and out, you know, for striking and their grappling, it's absolutely top-notch. So and think I think people are starting to take notice of it, and it's beautiful. Oh, it is. We talk about the Adam Way division all the time on here, and I think that a lot of people are are tr- finally trying to get into it. You know, I, um, Bellator maybe eventually mm-hmm. the UFC. I don't know if they would. What they've done with the Warren Forty Five division is kind of a turnoff. So I don't know what they yeah would do with that with the new division with the lighter girls. I don't, I don't, I don't, it's like, I don't trust them. I've said this so many times. I don't trust them with a new division. I mean, they've given you reason. They've given all of us reason not to trust them with it. Like what they're doing with women's featherweight is, is really weird because it's like, are you keeping it or are you not? Because they said they were cutting the division, but we have, um, Leia Letson fighting again soon. We just had that one for, yeah, she's fighting in two and a half weeks. I'm forgetting who, but I know she's come back to fight. Um, because we also used to train together whenever she, whenever she was in Vegas. Mm-hmm. So we have that. We have Norma Dumont, who just fought Aspen Ladd at 45. Yeah. You know, and Dumont is the real deal, in my opinion. I've That's trained cool. with her, too. She's fast, and she's just powerful. So she's the complete package. Um, the thing about that so is they got rid mm-hmm. of Megan Anderson, though. Exactly. Like, I don't know what happened there. I don't ask questions, so... But it's weird. I don't understand. So it's like, is Nunes just going to retire with the belt? Are we going to have? Are we gonna do, like, a massive pull for more girls, or what? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what we've been asking for a long time now, is what, what the UFC is going to do with that division. They, they, look, they don't even have a ranking in the division. For yep. They literally have the champion, which was Cyborg, and then now it's Amanda Nunes. That's that's it. That's li- literally. Mm-hmm. It upsets me every time, but what can we do? I'm not going to 45. I think, honestly, all the 45 talent is mostly in Bellator anyways. Absolutely. Well, so, Tony Bud is we have something. NFL <laughs> mm-hmm. They lost a former champion in her. Yeah, but it is what it is. Um, I think they'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're doing good in Bellator. Like, I look forward to watching the women's featherweight division in Bellator, anyways. So, yeah. yeah. Agree. So, we're getting questions and stuff for you still. Serena, what are the chances we see Nunez versus Tate 2 in 2022? I have no idea, but. Now that I'm at Extreme, you know, I can train with Misha all the time, which was actually an interesting backstory. 
after my last fight in Invicta in August, um, Misha was the commentator there, but after the fight ended, um, she asked me, hey, do you want to be part of my fight camp again? So for context, I was part of Misha's fight camp when she fought Holly Holm for the belt in 2016. So of course I'm going to jump on the chance to go help a friend again. So Has she I think we should just take it fight by fight. Has she reached out since she came back or no? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd, when I first made my jump to extreme, like she literally welcomed me with open arms and she trained with me the entire time. It was awesome. <laughs> That's amazing. Mm-hmm. So James is asking you about Ayaka Hamasaki. What's your opinion on her as a fighter? I like her. You know, at first I didn't know too much about her until Roxy started telling me about her. I'm like, you know, I can dig this chick. Yeah. Um, she's well, I liked, she's got great grappling, not surprising, but she's well-rounded. So I'm going to keep my eyes on her. Uh, Rue says, you mentioned you love anime. What are some of your favorites? Okay, so I'm what my top three that I'm watching right now is I just finished season five of My Hero Academia. I just finished all of Violet Evergarden, including the movies, so I could finally get closure because I've been waiting forever. And now I'm starting a new anime called To Your Eternity. Um, but some past ones I've really enjoyed was Record of Lotus War, which was like my first anime I ever watched. Um, I loved Appleseed, Ghost in the Shell. Um, amazing. I love, there's a lot of anime. Like if, if you name like, especially like the golden era of anime and like the early 2000s or whatnot, I most likely have watched it. <laughs> do you, do you watch the newer animes that come out like on Netflix and stuff? Mm -hmm. yeah. I've watched some of them. Um, Cells at Work is one of my favorites. Cause you know what? As an athlete, we have to know about our bodies a little bit more than the general public. So seeing basically anime osmosis Jones is pretty entertaining to me. That's true. All right, so Ghost Phantom is asking um, about Marina. What do you think of her front kick to the shin that builds to the front kick to the body? Oh, I love that stuff. Um, that's good footwork, though. If you notice, Marina, her at least one of her feet is always active, meaning it's up on the ball of her of um, the ball of her foot, because that way she can have bet. She doesn't have to wait so long to strike so it's like a damn cobra when she kicks you and it's beautiful That's awesome. it's something i've been learning lots and lots about under my own coach marvin eastman because i thought i knew muay thai before but that man has opened just two years has opened so much in my striking toolbox it's amazing well he's one of the best in the states for muay thai right a hundred percent and you yeah. know what i i kind of kick myself in the ass not training with him sooner sooner yeah, well, I mean, it's never better late. late than never. <laughs> yeah, uh, Jin is asking you: Is it harder to set up your jab from the open stance, southpaw, southpaw versus orthodox, because of both lead feet getting in the way? Um. So for me, I find it easy because the key thing from southpaw to orthodox is you have to have at least your big toe on the outside of your opponent's lead leg. So because I guess I grew up doing that the entire time since I am Southpaw, I find it easier than, say, going with somebody who is also a Southpaw because now it become, it, it's no longer a mirror because that's how I view the other person. Like, they move their left hand, I can move my left hand, I move my right hand, you know, same thing. So I think it's easier from an open stance to 
set the jab up and keep moving toward the outside away from their power hand versus being a, a close stance and having to watch out for that cross. Yeah, <laughs> trying to sneak through. <coughs> Excuse me. Awesome. All right. So rain, um, he doesn't want you to take offense, but why is the head and arm throw so prevalent in women's MMA? I am not offended. I have also asked the same thing. Um, I had a former coach call it um, the chick throw, and I end up laughing at it because I don't know. I guess it's easy for them because I see a lot of flat feet in MMA, and it's something I've even tried to break, break myself out of. But when you're flat like that and you shift your weight over, you're so much easier to toss. So, of course, they're going to go for the easiest option. Do you – okay, so – the thing about Mackenzie Dern that irritates me, she's an amazing fighter. Why can't she get the takedown? Mm -hmm. Why Why wouldn't she? I don't know. Throw? Like, honestly. I mean, I can grapple. I just don't prefer it. It's like vegetables on the plate. Like, it's not my favorite thing, but I know it's good for me. That's how I always view grappling. Yeah. I've gotten takedowns and stuff, but it's really hard to do it once you're in a fight. Even if you're the best grappler, like Roxanne Mataferi, my homie. She's a amazing grappler. She's been doing judo and such since she was like in her teens. Yeah. But if someone knows how to shift their hips and their weight, I mean, it's hard. It's hard to get the takedown, you know? So that's a very open-ended question why Dern can't get takedowns. It irritates my soul, Serena. It's okay. Like, because she's so good on the ground, but she can't get there. So it's either she just can't do it or she's making the conscious choice of, oh, I want to show my hands. So yeah. it's either column A or column B, maybe a mix. Who knows? Yeah, I think it's a mixture. I think she I think she wants to, to go in there and try, but it just doesn't show up in a fight. Really Honestly, been, this is really an unpopular opinion. I'd rather fighters play a little safer and get their two checks than, you know, go and like risk getting knocked out or falling into a stupid submission. Now, hear me out. I always love to put exciting fights on for fans. Every fighter does. That's what we love to hear. We love to hear all our fans going, wow, it was a great fight, etc." But we can't always take the financial risk because, you, as we all know, fighters get two checks. You get one for showing up. You get one for winning. And then if you're lucky, maybe you might get a performance bonus, even if you're on the wrong side of a, of a match. Okay. But like I was seeing with Jesse Jess, for example, in the last fight, Yep. People were kind of, you know, shitting on her a little bit because it wasn't as exciting as the fight before when she was with Alpar. But it's like at, when you have an opponent who's good at shutting down everything you're attempting to do, I mean, at that point, it's just like, what do you want me to do? Makes sense. Makes complete sense. All right. So, so unless fans get a GoFundMe to match the win purse, then <laughs> I mean, yeah. we're kind of out of luck, aren't we? That's true. All right, so Joseph is asking, have you been training with Misha in preparation for her fight on November 10th? Yes, I have. It's yeah? been fun. Oh, yeah. Like I said, when I came in, she was on the mat with her gloves on and everything, literally had a hug for me, welcoming me with open arms to extreme, and we worked together. First day I stepped in the door, and it was oh. beautiful. Like I said, I wanted to be part of her fight camp since she asked me, and it's been great. It seems like this show, Drake and I, Clearly, Drake even bigger, but like even the even the people in the in the comments, you know, all the all these guys that were that are asking you these great great questions. 
They really love Misha Tate. Mm -hmm. Oh, did we lose Serena? No, I'm here. I promise. I'm right here. Okay. Hey. It was kind of going off. And okay. Whew. Okay. I don't know why, but. Ghost Phantom. You've so. worked with Norma Dumont. Have you also picked up her step outside low kick from Southpaw? It's a pretty cool setup. Yes, I've trained with her. And yes, she's tried that a lot. But I check a fuck ton. So because she goes to, we're in open stance a lot. So when she's trying to get my leg, I just check it and return fire. So it's something yeah. I've been, something I work on where I block, I immediately bounce my front foot back and just kick somebody. Awesome. All right. So we'll take a little break from these questions. They were great, guys. Love it. Love how you guys are mm -hmm. coming in with the questions from the jump. Um, but we have to talk about Deep 104, um, where Izawa beat uh, Siwoo Park by decision. I did not watch the fight. But I'm assuming that it was a good fight. Um, I saw I saw highlights of it, and it looked it looked pretty good. Okay. Well, I guess I have to do my homework later tonight and just try and do it before I have to go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> my I mean, body's honestly, all screwed up. It's like seven p.m. here, and it's dark, and I'm just like, why? Tis the season. That's the thing about the about fall coming. It's getting er darker earlier. And then our bodies are like, all right, well, is it bedtime then? Mm-hmm. <sighs> so as you can see, Azawa beat Siwu Park by decision 28 27, 29 26 to 29 Ooh, Yeah. That's big. Yeah, it is. Super out See, look, I don't understand how girls get so small like that. I'm big boned. Tiny. <laughs> Super atom weights, super tiny. I'm Very big bone, man. I I wouldn't even be able to go to flyweight. Just like, nah, I'd look like yeah. a dried out SpongeBob SquarePants at flyweight. Fuck that noise. <laughs> All shrunken up and... Yeah, especially if I'm stuck in a COVID it. bubble. There's a reason why I got my hair all cut. Is that for the first. Yeah, so when I went to Invicta, that was my first time since the pandemic I was in a fight in, like, a COVID bubble. Because yeah. I fought in Tennessee. There, I could, like, go to whatever gym I want to cut weight and do whatever. Same thing in Montana. So when we get there, I'm like, oh, shit. Because I, for my sensory issues, I can't handle a Epsom salt bath real well. I would rather go in a sauna and just get it all off. So I'm cranking that thing to, like, 160 or something because I just want the water gone. Really? So I can't leave hot. the hotel. Oh, it's oh, of course. But the water comes off just like that. It's like, look, it's either suffer, you know, suffer more, you know, and gradually, or just suffer for a little bit, a lot, and get it out the way. And I'm like, so, just get it out so the you way. Would rather, you would rather just just go in and and soak and get out rather than go for the long term. Yes, I'd rather okay. just burn it all out of me yeah. and then just get it over with so I can just sleep for a little bit until it's time to weigh in. So I got a portable sauna from a former teammate of mine, but um, the thing only went to 140, so I'm like... Not hot enough for you. It's not hot enough, and I tried to do the math to try and you know see what I could do time-wise, but I'm, I messed up with the calculation. So 
I'm on the scale. I'm three ounces overweight. And I'm like, I am not losing, I am not losing my money. Hair is temporary. Glory is eternal. So my mom, who was there with me at the weigh-ins, I'm like, mom, cut my hair. So it's just, yeah, now you I'm just, your, you had your hair in cornrows and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I'm just playing around with my short hair for right now to see what styles work. And right yeah, now I kind of yeah. remind myself of my darn cockatoo, but it's okay. My hair grows back pretty fast. I've had like three haircuts already since my, no, four actually since August, you know, just trimming it and playing around with it. So yeah. two more weeks, I can style it again, whatever way I want. <laughs> awesome. All right, so KSW64, did you watch? Did you, I only watched you, the big boy fight, sadly, because that was all okay. I could see it while watching the Uf, some of the UFC cards because I was watching for yeah. I was watching for Jesse. I was watching um, the other fight, too, and it was just like watching that entire card while I'm also at a kid's Halloween party. I'm just like, okay, hey, back to my phone. <laughs> so... All right, so yeah, but KSW is fun because look, they produced people like um, Ariana Lipsky, who, by the way, I've trained with. She's a super dope person. So I always keep an eye on what women they bring into KSW because everybody keeps sleeping on KSW. I think they so after after Lipsky left KSW and went to the UFC, obviously they didn't have a lot of women's fights uh, up until recently. So mm -hmm. they've. Th their last couple of cards, I think they've had a couple of women's fights. Um, they're finally getting it going again, which is amazing. This fight was, at, was, yeah, which was that catch weight. Um, Interesting choice of catch weight, one, 123 pounds. Yeah, instead of 125. Mm -hmm. But it was a good fight. I liked it. Did you watch? You didn't I only watch. caught highlights of it, but not too much of it. So. It was a good strike, striking battle. Scrapper. Yeah. Um, a lot of forward pressure, and not enough angling for me. But I'm picky. <laughs> okay. I know I like to cut my angles, but I won't mind a slugfest. You know me. <laughs> Bellator two sixty nine. Did you watch Bellator at all? I was. I was. Uh, not all of it. So <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a horrible co-host. <laughs> Did you watch um, Fedor at least? Yes. Yes, I did. God damn, it's beautiful. Seeing, seeing the, old, the old guard, like, I'm also rooting for Glover. I know I love John. I love Blaskowitz. But yes. seeing Glover Teixeira at his age come to the creme de la creme for the division, it's just, it's beautiful. I love that shit. Right, so now that you brought that fight up, do you think that Glover will beat Blaskowitz? My logic says no, but my heart wants to believe. Okay. So um, yeah, I I just think that Jan is too much. He's an amazing fighter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can't doubt that damn bracelet he made from that rope. I still think that is the wildest fucking story ever. It's like, oh yeah, there's this guy who hung himself. Let me go make a bracelet out of this. It's just like okay. It's like almost Sean Strickland levels of crazy, but not quite. Yeah. All right. So, um, Irina Alexeva beat Stephanie Page by decision 3027, 3027, and then 29 28. This was a decent fight. It was all right. Um, Bellator 
Bellator is kind of hit and miss for me. I like mm-hmm. I like the I like the promotion a lot. I love going to their events live. Love it. But it's Oh, it's a, it's like a giant party there. Absolutely. But watching on TV is it's hard, man. It's it's hard. Mm-hmm. Because of commentary, I think. <sighs> yeah, unfortunately that's why I just put the TV on mute and I just keep watching. There you go. I say it every every time that we talk about Bellator on the show. And it's a shame because I used to love I used to love you know a little bit of the commentary team until they just kept going more and more and more off the deep and I'm like, all right, I need to just. <clears throat> yeah. No. Agree. Um. And then, Sadura beat Magic by a TKO. Did you see the TKO highlight? It was filthy. Nope. I want to was- see it. Filthy. Was there blood everywhere? Please tell me there was blood everywhere. There was blood everywhere. But it was, it. It, was a, it was a really good knockout. Okay. I'm about to say, it's like, oh man, did someone get cut open? I love doing that shit to people. <laughs> man, you're a violent person. Love it. Look, they're trying to take my money. It's just don't fuck with my money, don't fuck with my friends and family, and we're great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a simple woman. Yeah. So... The our guys in the chat they don't like Bellator's commentary either. Okay, thank um, goodness. Jimmy is saying Bellator is always a miss with the commentary. Okay. Rain is saying Serena is the best for muting the commentary for Bellator. <laughs> well, thank you. I mean, look, I I respect the commentators and you know yeah. what they do and all that, right. but it's just it's just not for me. You know, like if someone doesn't want to hear my ass, they can mute me too, I guess. I mean, no mu- no harm done to me. So, and also to answer um, Joseph Bellotti's question, because I'm just seeing this now. I wonder what kind of- Misha's in really good shape. Like, I'm really jealous of the abs she has, because um, I want it too, but I love food too much. So I'm just going to be power belly for life, you know? Because, look, Amanda Nunes has given me hope that I don't necessarily need, like, super ripped abs to be a world champion. They can just come right at the tail end of a fight of a fight camp, and I'm great. <laughs> so, it was pretty crazy seeing Misha, some of the pictures that came out on social media. She's fucking ripped, dude. Yeah. She's in phenomenal, sh- phenomenal shape. We haven't seen her in so long. It was like, you know, there were these thoughts of, you know, mom and, you know, she's going to be out of shape. But, dude. That woman never stopped working. Like, even when she had her kids, like, she waited the necessary time one should wait after kids, after giving birth and whatnot. But as soon as that time frame was over, like, she got back to work because I was seeing some of her pictures when she was just training for a company. I'm like, well, damn, okay. She's a very impressive specimen. Yeah, and sure. I really salute her work ethic. Awesome. So, um, Jin is saying you are the bomb for talking about how bad the commentary is for Bellator. We say it every time we talk about Bellator. <laughs> like it's, it's bad. It's bad. Keep it uh, at real. Jin is saying he loves you for speaking against the Bellator commentary. Wow! Who knew? All I needed to do to get more fans was talk like. 
just talk a little bit how I don't like him, and just like everybody came out going, like, "Thank you, finally." Well, now I don't feel all alone anymore. So thank you guys no, for agreeing with me. All you, to, <laughs> all you have to do is say that you do not like Bellator's um, commentary, and they will jump on board with you. Nice. <laughs> uh, Rose saying. I agree with Serena. I also hate Bellator commentary. It's really annoying when ben, Big John talks about UFC 1 when a fight is going on. UFC 1 was so long ago. Dude, I was like... Pro- Wait. That thing came out like... I'm born like, in 92. So, so that came out like when I was one. still like super small. You, you know? One. I was one. Yeah, like I said, super small. And um, so I can't imagine... Because, oh my god... I, we go back in time and look at all the stuff from like pride days to before that and old school UFC, the technique has, in MMA has grown so much, which is why I personally find myself a fan because it never stays the same. So I understand that big John's trying to use analogies to kind of compare and contrast, but I personally don't feel something so long ago always holds weight with what's happening now in the, in the world of MMA. Gotcha. So what, did one specific fight get you into MMA or was it just watching it and you were like, Oh, I want to do that. Or did you do martial arts? As, as a it's kid? a combination of a lot of things actually. So uh-huh. I've always been into the anime stuff, even before like Pokemon and Sailor Moon made it popular. My yeah. first anime was a anime from 1988 called record of Lotus war. Um, so, you know, five-year-old me, I behave in school and whatnot. Every Friday I get to rent a video. So I know I just probably aged myself there, but fuck. So while I'm getting my anime, enjoying life, like my dad, unbeknownst to me, is getting UFC tapes. And I come down one day, keep in mind, on top of anime, I also love Tekken and Street Fighter. I played those constantly. By the way, I still main king to this day on Tekken, so everybody can come and get it on the PS4. Um, <laughs> And um, so, what's your PS4 handle so people can play? Um, Windcrest009. So it's a combination of things from my two favorite things. So Cyborg009, another anime I watch, and the Windcrest you'd find in an old school PS1 game, Brave Fencer Musashi. So, yeah, hat tip to you if you guys have played that game. So, Never even heard of it. oh, it's beautiful. Um, SquareSoft, which is now Square okay. Enix, made it Square way Enix, back yeah. in like the early '90s. So again, this awesome. is my nerd stuff. So I see Paul Herrera versus Gary Goodridge on the TV, and the whole grappling transition to that crucifix was very reminiscent of when King does a takedown in um, Tekken, and then just starts beating the shit out of somebody. So. Five-year-old me is seeing basically my video games I love playing come to life in front of my eyes and thinking, oh my god, this is so cool. So I was a fan, you know, growing up forever and ever. And then high school ended. I'm like, if I just go to work and go to college, I will go insane. So I found a local gym that did jujitsu and Muay Thai. And I did it first to not be an idiot fan. I don't want to be that person in the bar going, like, twist his dick or some shit like that. <laughs> so I wanted to be that educated fan. But I just fell in love with it. So my first grappling tournaments turned my first Muay Thai fights, which in turn into my MMA fights and to where we are today. <laughs> How did you get... I know Roxanne Monafari is one of your great friends, right? How did you get <laughs> acquainted with Roxanne at, from, at the beginning? So what happened was in 2013, I took what I called a trancation 
to Thailand. I stayed there for a month because I was still in the midst of my of doing amateur Muay Thai fights. So the next summer in 2014, because every summer, like, you know, I don't have co colleges out, you know, I get more time off of work. Um, I try to do something, you know, learn new things, go somewhere new. And 2014, Thailand was having a bit of a coup going on. And there's like people fighting in the streets and shit. So I'm just like, I am not going halfway across the world, all up in that nonsense by myself. So me and Roxy are Facebook friends. And Roxy's super nice. So I asked her, hey, can I train with you in the summer at, and at Syndicate? And I'm thinking, Roxy's so nice. The worst thing she'll say is no thank you. And she said, "Come, sure, come on down. I'm like, oh. so I booked my tickets. I'm like, all right, I'll see you in a month. And she's like, oh, wow, you're coming. Because apparently to this day, I'm the only person who's asked to train with Roxanne and showed up. What the so hell? that's kind of cool. She's kind of hey, She's a freaking legend, dude. Why would well, people not want to train with Rox with Roxanne? I don't know. Maybe they get intimidated or something. Maybe they don't know if they have mm -hmm. what it takes. But okay. I was just like, Fair. fuck it. I just want to see this. And I want to learn. So and then because of our love of anime and our love of fighting. Yeah. Because like a decade ago, if I talked anime with my, you know, MMA, you know, partners and whatnot, they'd be like, what the hell are you talking about, yeah. you nerd? And then yeah. if I'm talking fighting to my anime friends, it's like, dude, do, you, do we look like we work out? And I'm like, okay, touche, fair. So now we've had, we finally are in the time zone where fighting and anime have all combined all and everybody yeah. loves it. Hence, yeah. Izzy is like the weed king of like the UFC and just MMA in general. Isn't he amazing? <laughs> yeah, it's just like when he stood on that, what I think was either a Lambo or a Ferrari that was orange and named it Kurama, like oh, that, uh, the uh, fox demon from Naruto. I'm just like, mm. <laughs> did you like his walkout? Um, oh, absolutely. Oh, so you know the walkout, obviously. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, I but loved it all. <laughs> I even loved this one before where he had his B-Boy crew come out. Oh, yeah. And I'm, I was just, because they had the Godzilla War, they had the anime, they had all that shit in there. I'm just like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so Rue is actually is saying, I think that, I think the mocap for King was Sakuraba in Tekken 3. Let me find out that's true because <laughs> I already have my mind blown when I found out Len Hart, aka the uh, Screaming Pride the Lady, voice. yeah, was a voice actor in Mega Man Seven X Seven, and also was the voice for Anna Williams in Tekken. So let me find really? out that Sakuraba. Oh yeah, let me find out that Sakuraba was the uh, mocap actor in Tekken Three. Like my already infinite love for him is going to skyrocket. <laughs> so. You're going to have to go Google that shit, Serena. I have to after this, 100%. Yeah. I, I, can, I don't need sleep now. I need answers. <laughs> I, I, I trust in Rue, actually. I, he's, a pretty smart, he's a pretty smart guy. So I think <laughs> if he's saying it, then it might be true. Mm-hmm. Oh, it'd be so fucking cool. I'm, I'm like, so excited now to, to find out. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. All right, so Ghost Phantom is saying Roxy has one of the coolest butterfly sweeps. Yes, she does, and yes, she has taught me that. It is the most beautiful thing ever, and it's so much easier than I thought. I'll, oh, my God. I mean, when she showed me that, I was just like, light bulb. Do you use them? Yes, when I'm, like, in, in uh, no-gi classes or whatnot, yeah. or if I can find it while I'm in, like, MMA sparring, absolutely. 
Yeah. I'll take whatever people give me up and into, including that butterfly sweep. <laughs> awesome. All right. So Joseph is saying, I feel like uh, Misha will have her hands full with Viara because Ketlin is the biggest girl. And with training lab, how will her cardio hold up for 25 minutes? Oh, and then he went on to say, I meant to say with Tate training with Dillashaw team for condition, how will the cardio hold up for five rounds? I think Misha's already has impressive cardio to begin with. And in longer fights, I honestly give the advantage to the smaller person because every time you strike, you're getting your there's oxygen leaving your body. Hence when we see heavyweights fight, if there's not a finish in the in the first two minutes, they're all like <sighs> everywhere trying to like breathe because they're yeah. winging everything they have yeah. and they're expending all the oxygen. Yeah. So I, and Tate is fast. Like I, there's times I really don't like working with her. Like she's great. Don't get me wrong, but she, because of how fast she is for a bantamweight, she frustrates me. I'm a big slugger. Like I can be fast, but there's times I'm a little lazy. I'm like, now nah, let's just sit here and hit each other. Come on. <laughs> but I mean, I think as long yeah, as she keeps moving and making beer and a miss, then I think that she, this is going to play into and right into her game plan. Awesome. So. Sorry to hurt your heart, but he just it's looked okay. it up. It was actually Minoru Suzuki. It's okay. I mean, good. it's still soccer up is still awesome and important in all sorts of ways. So you know what? It's okay if he wasn't th this time. I'll still think of him like King. You can sleep tonight, Serena. Okay. <laughs> all right. So the UFC 41 recap. Did you watch UFC 41? The, this Saturday, this last Saturday, yes, I watched it. <sighs> I keep forgetting okay. that because at the Apex, like they have different, they have different names for it, and it kills me. Yes, I watched yeah. it. Jesse Jess so, is my homegirl, and I was rooting for her the entire time. <laughs> so you're in Vegas, right? Have Correct. you been to the Apex for any fights at all? I have not been to the Apex for any fights at all yet. Uh, okay. Fingers crossed. Um, I heard it's a nice place and everything. I've been to the PI like endless amounts of times, but I've not been in the apex. So you, the, the PI, what do you think of the PI? Amazing. I love it. Yeah. So they have a recovery zone. So they have the lockers kind of like in an L shape. So you have one door that goes out to the recovery room, which has like red, a red laser, like it lo almost looks like a tanning bed. It's a red laser bed. It's really good for injuries. They got a cryo thing there. They have a underwater treadmill, so for people rehabbing, you know, yeah. wanting, like, not as much weight on their knee as they're doing all that, that's there. And um, they have an ice bath that goes, like, that's, like, five feet deep. And oh. literally on the other side of the little wall is a jacuzzi. So, and then there's a sauna and a steam room in there. So, it's like a, it's like a freaking spot. I love it. And I've had some fun moments. Like, I actually met... Um, Alexi Olenek in there at one time. Um, and I was, me and Rox were fangirling over this dude. Yeah. Um, because I love the Ezekiel choke and the gi. I get everybody, even if they take my back, I will still reach around and strangle the shit out of you. So, but I cannot do, I couldn't do it at that time in no gi. So this dude is doing it to people who have full mounted him. So it's beautiful. So I'm talking about this to Rox. So Olenek hears me. He's like, here, let me show you. He's watching oh. his friend do like you know do his recovery on the underwater treadmill, and this dude says, "Here, let me choke. Let me show you how to choke with this, you know, Ezekiel." He let me do it to him. 
No and shit. he talked me through it. He is the dopest dude. So I'm forever like an Olenek stan and no one can stop me. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. That's an awesome story. Mm-hmm. And on the upstairs of the PI, there's like a whole training facility. So you got one section of the floor is like all mat space mm-hmm. and cages. So you can just, and then they have an actual cage like you can train in and whatnot. And they have like all these cool things like you can get different camera angles recording. So like you can break down tape later. They got a boxing ring. They got heavy bags and stuff upstairs and a bike. And then when you go downstairs and across, they got this beautiful like eatery. Like it's a ca- it's cafeteria style, but everything's made fresh for you. And it's not even all that expensive too. And they got good things like swordfish and whatnot over there. So it's always nice when I get to go there. That's cool. Mm-hmm. All right. So Random Marcos. Um she ended up beating Livia Renata Souza by yeah. 3027, 29-28. What did you think of this decision? I think it was valid. I mean, and I hate to see Souza like this because I remember watching Souza in Invicta yeah. when I was just a little fan in the stands yeah. um, fighting, you know, Angela, Angela Hill and all these other fights. And she's a fucking gangster, that little girl. But um, so after this loss, there's news of her saying like she doesn't, she's thinking of retiring. I'm like, no, don't do it. Just yeah. go somewhere that can strengthen your striking. Cause like, you know what I hate in MMA the most? When people kick in MMA, they don't normally have a straight leg. They're stepping into their opponent and snap kicking. When I oh. say snap kick, yep. it means they're bending their they're bending their knee to make only their shin to make their shin have impact. But you're breaking the ruler in half, and that's why you see people get encountered with punches. So when I'm seeing like these snap kicks happen, I'm just like, no, please, no, don't do this. But that and just she got outworked, and it it sucks. But I think she can come back stronger. I don't think retirement's the way to go. But I can see how how she would feel. Like it's been it's been hard on her lately. Like is this like her third loss? Yeah. Or, yeah, I get fucked up if I lose two in a row. I can't imagine doing it, having three losses. Ugh. But this is where you have to find a new spot. Not to train entirely, but you need to find new teachers to enhance what you have or teach or follow up on what you're missing. And I think that's not a talked about enough thing in the MMA world. We can be loyal to a fault, but if the loyalty is not helping your career, or you're in a place where people are not doing right by you, it's time to start examining some other options because you evolve or you die. Do you think that maybe her age has gotten to her? I don't she, think age is a factor. She's a lot of fights. Mm-hmm. She's so it might not be the age, maybe the mileage, but I don't old. know. Like, Roxy's 39. Yeah. So, and then she's remember different. that Marion. Ro- Renault was in her 40s. That's true. So I don't necessarily think age is a factor. I think, you know, keeping to the same, keeping to the same game plan, you know, isn't the best way to go. But how can someone evolve if they don't reach out and find new ways to do things? I knew I had to. So when I lost to Tanisha Tennant for my Invicta debut, I knew that the way I did things forever was no longer working for me. So that's when I started reaching up to Marv and started work with him and Mike Pyle. 
And as we've seen, like for people who have watched my fights, like my striking and my grappling have just grown so much. Yeah. Clearly. So, yeah. so from someone who has in a way been there, this is what I would think. This is like, if I was somebody who could tell Sousa, this is what should be done. This is the next step, not retirement. Okay. Um, and what about Rana Marcos? I mean, she's kind of she's kind of in the same boat. Where she, she is, but so far she's winning. I would give her the same advice too. Change what needs fixing. Keep some of the stuff the same, but evolve from said base. So she took she took three fights in twenty twenty and lost mm-hmm. all. Yep, that's why sometimes if I lose personally as a fighter, I take time to go to the drawing board and see what I messed up on. Okay. And take time to fix it and wait till I feel like I really fixed everything until I step into the new thing. Because some people get wrapped up like, oh, I lost. I want to redeem myself. Oh, there's a new opportunity. Let me just jump into it. Maybe if I train super hard and just go Goku level, I can make everything better. But that's not necessarily how it works. And mm-hmm. I can understand where that frustration and that, you know, those emotions come from. But it's not always the right answer. Randa is 36 years old. I didn't realize that she was 36 years old. Hey, look, some people don't age. Like, she looks. I'm 29, 20. but if people see, I put pictures of me in like my teen years and I look the same. So yeah. I still get carded. I'm going to be 30 in January. So, <laughs> okay. All that's uh, changed is the hair and the frames on my face. <laughs> uh, Jimmy is saying it was a headbutt galore in this fight. Uh, yeah and it sucks because a lot of those in my opinion because they just kept colliding and coming in were like more accidental headbutts i've only accidentally headbutt somebody and it wasn't even that bad and it was only once and it was my last fight with um with mueller and i actually apologized mid-fight as i came in because i'm trying to body lock her Mm -hmm. and i was just like sorry and she's like that's okay babe just let's just keep fighting i'm like I love good I love good sportsmanship like that. Like we're trying to kill each other, but at the same time, like if we said we if we knew we did something that was kinda not, you know, you know, not the best thing, we still yeah. I still apologize. And when other people are cool like that, I'm like, Yeah, let's go get ice cream and shit after this fight. <laughs> so you're kind of a talker in the cage, right? You, you It talk, depends. You talk a bit. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. <laughs> okay, so your last fight, Mueller. Mm-hmm. You talked a little bit to Lauren in that fight, right? So there was a, I, there's times I just let moments get ahead of me. So <laughs> in the first round, when I got her down, like she, I know she really wasn't trying to, but she kept hitting me in the back of the head when I was mm-hmm. on top. And then I just yelled at her. I'm like, you think that phases me? Like I'm looking at her and yelling in her face because I was just getting so fucking annoyed with being hit in the back of the head. Like, it wasn't damaging, but it was just over and over and over again. I'm like, I'm like looking at the ref. I'm like, dude, are you going to do something? Like, for real. So then there was that. And then in the third round, I I teeped her when she was coming in. I was like, miss me with that bullshit. Because I knew it was the same pattern. I just wanted her to do something different. But um, that fell out of my mouth. I didn't think it. It wasn't planned. It just spilled out. So... Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> so what fight do- didn't you talk in? I'm literally thinking in my head right I now. I didn't talk in the, in the Invicta tournament. I didn't talk. Okay. I also because didn't it was talk only one in round, my... So you okay, I didn't, talk, I didn't talk in my fight in, in Tennessee in January. 
Okay. Uh, uh, actually, no, I lied. I did actually by accident. Um, I fought. Yeah, um, I fought Christina Ricker, and I cut her open in the first round, and I just put her in spots like literally anybody else. The fight would have been stopped. I'm like pounding. It was a it was a thirty twenty six across the board for that fight, and I'm. It's like how many times do I have to hit this girl? Before they step in, because I'm actually starting to feel like I'm doing really bad damage to her. Like I'm, it's more than she should be taking. Mm -hmm. Like I'm elbowing her; she's cut open. I hardly took any punches, and she's I'm grounding, pounding her for like a good minute. And the ref almost steps in, but then she moves just a little bit, and they stop. And I'm just like, I even look at the ref. I'm like, I'm gonna stop this shit because I'm elbowing her, and the ref's just standing there. So I'm like. So I was reaching for a Kimura at one point, or no, an Americana, and then I actually shouted at her, let me get this so I can stop hitting you. But this was not me, you know, trying to be an asshole. Again, that literally fell out my mouth because this girl is getting hurt. It's just like, let me get this damn submission so I can stop doing this to you because this ref is a fucking dolt right now. So. <sighs> Terrible. Terrible refing. Mm-hmm. I had the best hand wrapping ever in my life, though, in that state. There was a dude who's been wrapping hands for 25 years. And um, I had to pay 10 bucks for my hands. But you know what? Dude was worth every single penny. His name is Mark Laws, actually. Really good dude. That was my first time ever paying for my hands wrap, but it was beautiful. Like, I, my hands no, were great. $10? Just 10 bucks. That's not bad. Yeah, that's nothing. If for, yeah. good, for good hand wraps. And you know what? It's great. Wrap, it's really shitty. Mm-hmm. So. And I just wish I had the, you know, I wish I had that because in my Montana fight, I actually, I hit um, Liz Phillips with my left hand so much, like all these knuckles were swollen. Like you couldn't see them. My whole hand was swollen. Like all these protruding knuckles, couldn't see them. And you could like feel all the fluid in the hand. Like if you like pushed it down with two fingers, just squishing around, it was, ugh. Was it from one? One punch, or was it from multiple? An from accumulation the throughout the whole of, fight. Yeah, throughout the whole fight. Right. Like, Liz is that bitch. She yeah. has probably the toughest chin I think I have ever seen on anyone ever. I need her in the face seven times in that fight. I kicked her in the mouth like I did um, Taylor Gordado last year in the um, Invicta tournament. Okay. Uh -huh. I, I hit her with overhands, uppercuts. And this girl is blood all over her face, you know, and she would not die. <laughs> I hit her, like, no lie, 10-punch combo, just mar just marching forward, punching her. She would not stop. So after the fight, when the adrenaline came off, like, I had a cornea abrasion here, and I had to get eye drops because I was actually wearing my headband like this over my eye to cover it, and my hands swollen to shit. <laughs> Was that the worst you felt after a fight, even though you won the fight? No, the worst I felt after a fight was in um, in Miami, where I got poked in the eye five times. Oh, that was the worst, because I, I actually lost sight in my eye for like a good 15 minutes after the fight. I'm thinking, oh, this is what it. Was that? It was in Titan FC. Um, I fought this um, Brazilian Martin. chick. Yeah, Evelyn Martins, I believe. And um, it was her first fight ever. But she's doing this shit, and it's scooping right under my eye. 
And mm. the ref is looking at it, but he doesn't warn or even stop the fight, even though I'm telling him I got poked in the eye and there was photographic proof that was just like scooped all the way in. Oh, so that's terrible. That was the worst. <laughs> but you just move on from those kind of things. Yeah. Did you, were you pretty, was your eye pretty bad after the fight? Um, I had to get, I had to get clearance again to, I had to get clearance again to fight from an ophthalmologist and the ophthalmologist who did my clearance said it was the worst cornea abrasion he's seen in 20 years. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy that all it was, was a really nasty cornea abrasion. Like it could have been way worse. I could have, you know, had a detached retina or something. So I I count my blessings every day. But yeah, next person who ki- who pokes me in the eye, you're getting a ki- you're getting a cunt punt. That's it. It's just like we're gonna play, we're gonna make this even. Just square right upstairs. <laughs> there it is. Don't poke Serena in the eye, or else you're getting a cunt punt. Yep. <laughs> if that if people start using that term, I'm gonna laugh. <laughs> it's all over, like you know, Twitter and stuff. Say it all the time. Mm-hmm. Do you say that all the time about? Oh, absolutely! Because like we all know what yeah. dude, how we have all these names for dudes getting hit downstairs. But like this yeah. started like because I was in an amateur fight in Utah, and the the rules meeting dude and the referee did not know how to describe female groin shots, so I said cunt punt. And I'm in the mi- dead middle of like nowhere in Utah, so the commissioner has to go out, laugh his ass off, recompose himself, come back in, and keep reading the rules. So okay. I'm happy to be a part of Utah combat sports history in a way. <laughs> Hilarious. All right. So James is saying this makes Souza's finish win over Hamasaki meaningless. I wish that didn't happen to Hamasaki. Mm, I think that there was a peak of hers in Invicta. And then in the UFC, it, there was a little bit of a uh, – there's a bit of stumbling right now. So you never know because older me had a success in my fighting career until I found something that, you know, got in my way. And then I re- – but the difference was I came back and reexamined where I went wrong and fixed it. So I think Souza didn't. Meanwhile, Hamasaki may have filled – you know, has filled in her gaps and reconfigured everything to – figure out why she lost and has gone up. So I think it's kind of different, but yeah, I can see why you would feel that way. So I, I, you know, and I kind of get it. I'm not saying you're right, but I understand. (laughs) All right. So rain is saying, um, this fight was sad head and arm throw and both girls taking the back. Yeah. I'm not big on head and arm throws. I think they're probably the most stupid, easy, you know, Kind of like an overpowered throw to ever do, like if you don't want to put in any effort. I mean, but if someone is giving to you, I guess I can see why they're doing it. I have no problem with grappling. I have a problem when there's no advancement in the grappling. So, like if someone's wrestling and they're scrambling, awesome. If they're, if they're searching for submissions and stuff and strikes, awesome. But if you're on the back, in my opinion, you're not really trying to do much of anything. This time we really did lose Serena. Oh, that's a bummer. She'll be back, guys. Now you have to deal with me. Just me. Um, Jen, I see you. I have... Oh, Serena is back. 
kind of back. Jin, I have a lot of negative things to say about these mediocre fights, so I won't say them out of respect for Serena. That's nice of you, Jin. Do we have you? Are you back? Serena, are you back? No? Joseph, so who will corner Tate on the 20th? Because in main event, you get four people. Are you back? Yes, I'm alive. Okay, whoo, that scared me. My internet cut out a little bit. We've been having weird problems since this um, switch server place near our housing complex has expanded. So basically, they hold a whole bunch. Uh-oh. We lost her again, guys. All right, so... You there, still? I'm back. Yes. Okay. I'm for, I'm forever hating this Switch um, expansion that's happening here in Vegas. It's awful. Oh. It's basically, they have a whole... They they um house um website servers and everything, and it's armed, mm -hmm. and it's very ominous. It, but ever since they've been expanding... They've been killing, like, internet signals everywhere, which makes sense. They want to protect their servers that people are paying them to do, but, like, it comes at a cost. Oof. Joseph is saying, so who will corner Tate on the 20th? Because the main event, you get four people. P.S. I'm hearing Misha is being, is being filmed for a two-part series of UFC Destined. You know UFC who, Destin, interesting. You know, um, I can guess. I can guess who'd be in her corner, just judging from who I've seen in Extreme Couture. Um, mm -hmm. I would think Eric Nixick would obviously be one of the corners. Um, so yeah, Eric Nixick. I would think. Uh, um, there was this other coach. I'm forgetting his name. He he's cornering um, Taylor Gordado with Eric um, for PFL, but I would probably see him there too, and. Maybe Jimmy Gifford, because I know Jimmy Gifford is is her striking coach. So Jimmy okay. Gifford's a good dude. So yeah, that's perfect. Okay, so stamina. He's one of the best. He comes on every week. He's actually hey! in England. Um, one of the guys who who's overseas. Love okay. Guy. All right. So and hey, if he's getting his work in on the gym, you know what? Do it. Like. Man, I can't tell you how much I hate the, the C word, cardio. Cardio is the C word. But like I said, I do it because it's like the vegetables on my plate. Not my favorite, but good for me. So. There you go. <laughs> All right. So Tabitha Ricci beat uh, Maria Oliveira by a unanimous decision, 30-27s. What did you think of this fight, mm -hmm. Serena? I loved it. It was so fun. Um. I didn't have too many complaints about it. It was an entertaining back and forth, you know, somewhat back and forth fight. Yeah. But, man, tough-ass chins all around. I, I love that shit. It's like, damn, did they take a hint and start using a neck flex or what? <laughs> so the, the thing about, um, about uh, Ricci is that she was out of fighting for a long time, right? How long was a long time, though? 2017. 
Ooh, man, I thought I had it bad when I was out 19 months because of my labrum being torn. Yeah. Ah. She, was, she was out since 20, 2017. She came back um, 20, 2020, uh, fought three times in LFA, won three times in LFA. Um, and then, of course, got to the big show. And then got to the UFC, and she's still only 26 years old. Um, wow. Yeah. That's impressive. God, right. I wish I got into, into training younger, but it wasn't available all, the, all around when I was younger. So it's nice to see people, though, who are taking advantage of it now, yeah. you know, versus waiting when they just turn 18 to start training. They're like, yeah, I want to start younger. It's like, it's really nice to see because I'm seeing a lot of the younger women who are in mm -hmm. like jujitsu and kids Muay Thai club, like the teens, the teens yeah. thing, they're coming up with full dreams of, coming into the MMA classes and getting their MMA career started through the amateurs and upward. I'm like, go do it. Go do it. I believe in you. I will be their biggest cheerleader. If they, if I ever see, you know, if I ever see like kids from my class or anywhere, you know, decide to go do that, I will cheer for them. I'll let them know this, this shit's hard, but I'll cheer for them every step of the way. That's awesome. Um, I do think that we will see, we will see a bigger, bigger, more women, more girls coming up younger um, in the coming I agree. Year. I agree. Because think of all the girls, because now we have girls wrestling in yeah. high school. I yeah. was not they, in a high school that had that allowed girls me. to wrestle. I yeah, I was not in a school girls. that allowed that. Yeah. So, like, no boys could wrestle with girls. So, oh, just okay. seeing all these girls come up now through the high school wrestling, oh, you know it's going to be popping. That's It's awesome. Um I wrestled with girls. I wrestled against girls. I actually got beat by a girl, which is fine. It's it's all good. I got beat by a girl. All good. I don't. It's care. wrestling. Y'all yeah. on the same mission, so who cares? <laughs> For sure. Um, I think it's great that they're that they're competing against each other. They don't have to compete against the boys anymore. If they don't want to, if mm -hmm. they want to, then go for it. But you know, I mean, it's it's good to see them being able to. To come up, and they have a choice them. now. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Love that. So, yeah. So you all know that's going to happen. Uh, and just imagine when all the all the girls from wrestling come into MMA. Just imagine how how much the grappling is going to evolve, the defense, the everything, yeah. the attacks. It's yeah. going to be very neat to see. Yeah, I think it'll happen soon too, Serena, because. How long ago was Ronda Rousey? Because let's be honest, Ronda Rousey is Yeah, Ronda Rousey was in there when I was like starting freshman year in um See? in college. And now I'm so, 29, so Exactly, in college. But think about mm -hmm. the younger girls, like even younger than that. You know, in elementary at that time, they're probably in they're probably, you know, They're probably seniors right now in high school. Exactly. So it's I remember there was one girl, you know, it, um, Courtney Cardoza. Um, I remember when she was a little um, youngster, and now she's a senior in high school, I think, and she's wrestled, like, all her life and everything. Mm -hmm. Phenomenal grappler. So, And if I remember right, she did, like, a kids' MMA match, like, when she was younger. Like, it was sanctioned. Like, you know, there was, like, padding and everything. But, um... Girls had her eyes set on becoming a fighter ever since she was little. 
And she's still about it. So just imagine girls like her coming all up in the uh, divisions. It's going to be fun. <laughs> Can't wait for that. Me neither. Uh, I'm going to feel like a like an old lady when that happens a little bit. Like, look at these young whippersnappers. But um, I'm going to enjoy every second of it. You're still only 30, though. I know. You know how everything gets old, like, after six months on the internet? It kind of feels the same way. Like, I'm going to be 30, and then when I start seeing, like, 18, 19-year-olds in the sport, I'm like, aw. Yeah. Because you have to realize, me and Roxy have, like, a 10- or 11-year age gap. She's 39, and, you know, she just turned 39. I'm 29, going to be 30 in January. So she kind of has that feeling with me. Kind of sees that's me crazy. like a little kid sometimes because of how yeah, much younger wild, I am. Actually. So. It's cool how you guys became really good friends, though. It is. She's... She's a real person, and not only is she real, but she's also nice. So you know what? Who could like who wouldn't be Roxy's friend? Like Roxy's so good to everybody. So of course, when at least I know the whole MMA you know community, when they ever see um, someone being an ass to Roxy, they all come out with the pitchforks, and I love seeing that too. Dude, they it's like this. They literally, <laughs> they literally go out and and stick up for Roxanne Montefiore. It's amazing. She is everything pure left in this world, especially in, in the MMA in world, MMA. because yeah. this MMA world gets kind of gritty and not so fun sometimes. <laughs> All right. So your homie, Jessica Rose, my homie was on, mm -hmm. the, was, was on the, the card. She came back. Yep. She beat Jocelyn. After Edward. not having basically an entire knee forever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, how long was she out with her knee? Um, when was her last fight? Her fight with Alpar was last year, right? Yeah. So basically right after she, her fight with Alpar, she went she and beat the shit out of that girl. Yep. That's why I love yeah. her. See, she's violent with a smile. It's just like everything I want to be. And that um, was amazing. Oh, yeah. But um, yeah, she was out like literally right after that fight. It's like she had to like get surgery for her knee. September of twenty. I could not believe she put up that ass whooping on one knee, basically. Like, if you watch that fight with Alpar, you wouldn't think this girl is only fighting with one knee, one good knee. You wouldn't think it whatsoever. But that just speaks testament to just how tough, not physically, but up here, that Jesse Jess is. Yeah. So, so guys, Serena gave me a little little tidbit yesterday. So, you you guys know that. Jesse, Jesse Jess was was fighting, was in Vegas. Serena was watching Jesse Jess's dogs. She was dog sitting. Jesse Jess's dog. Professional dog sitter for five years now and top rated on Rover. So if you're in Vegas and you need me to watch your dogs, I will love you them really? and take hella pictures of them. Oh yeah. Really? It's one of my favorite side gigs. Oh, like shit. I don't have a normal I don't have a normal nine to five job like most people. Like I do a lot of work online. Yeah. I teach a lot of kids, especially a lot of autistic kids, because I want them to also be safe and everything and just have a nice, healthy outlet. And I walk in, walk hella dogs and dog sit. I also That's watch awesome. cats and birds. Do you, so. Have, so, do you have a lot of, do you have a lot of people, uh, do you have business, good business? Fuck yeah, I do. And yeah. it's great because you have to understand it would cost a lot more for someone to have their dog boarded. Uh -huh. So they'd be paying more for their dog to basically be in a cage all day versus someone like me 
who's already has the background check and everything else, you know, all vetted through, watching the dogs at the house and feeding them and loving them and everything, you know, for cheaper. So for a lot of people, the answer is pretty obvious. And it's actually really funny because when they look me up to do their research on me, they actually find my fighting videos. And they're like, is this you? I'm like, yeah, I will happily go zero to John Wick for your dog. So, and they love that. <laughs> I've never used, I have, I have Gizmo. He's over there. I'll, mm -hmm. if he comes over here, I'll pick him up and I'll show you. Um, but, <laughs> um, I have Gizmo. He, he showed up in my house last year. Um, I wasn't going to keep him. You've been chosen. Because he was, because he was, he kept leaving and coming back, leaving, coming back. I didn't know if he had a home, but I would, you know, feed him little lunch meat that I mm -hmm. had, give him water and stuff. And he would go hide under a bush. Um, and then one day I was okay. like, you know what? look, dude, I'm going to stop doing this. You either, you either come to my backyard with me. I'm going to open the door. You either come to my backyard with me or you get, get the hell out of here. <laughs> They gave him an ultimatum. He chose to come inside the house with me. I was like, "Nice, all right." So he went to he went to the the backyard with me. I have a cat as well. They did not mm -hmm. get along. They, they to this day they hate each other. Absolutely hate each other. This cat, <laughs> this cat's old, by the way. The, the, it's been That's so wild for years. You know, she's probably like, "Fuck this dog! What the? What is this thing doing here?" You know, it's like I was here first. Right. Exactly. I had that with my cat because I have a cat, a dog, and I have a cockatoo. So, okay. yeah, I have an interesting house. So, so you watch we, birds we got too? the cat first. Oh, hell yeah. I love birds. They're evolved dinosaurs, bro. <laughs> it's true. Like, if you go on my IG, you'll see one of my highlight stories. It ha it's hashtag bird boy Ralph. And it's me taking pictures all with my bird, like doing whatever. So, I love birds. I'm going to have to check so, that out. I don't follow you. We don't follow mm -hmm. each other on, on Instagram. I'm not really on there very often, but yeah. But that that's also open for everybody else too. But yeah. um yeah, I mean my bird hangs out with me like the cat because when we found her, she was already um front to clawed. We didn't do it. We found her, she was lost for six months okay. and at the SPCA and no one claimed her, so we did. She well, she got rid of the, you know, mice that used to try to feed on the seeds that Ralph would throw around. Ralph is my bird in question. That's literally the but best thing we about got... Oh, yeah. And then um, we got um, my dog. And then this the cat's like, because Stella's not big. She's a Minpin Chihuahua mix. Mm -hmm. So the cat's like, what the fuck did you bring in here? And all she had to do is like <laughs> slap Stella around really fast. Yeah. Like my cat tolerates her. But she's made herself known that she's in charge, and Stella's just like, all right, cool, whatever. I just want to play around, bro. For so sure. it's kind of funny to watch. And then because the cat's front to Claude, like, she kind of tries to square up with the with the bird, but the bird, that motherfucker can break your bone if he bites you. If he bites your finger, it's broken. Because these are the type of birds that break through walnuts without a problem. So the cat knows when she's outmatched, like, all right, I'm just going to keep my eye on you and I'll, you keep my eyes on me. And they're doing this to each other <laughs> the entire time. So it's fun to watch. All right. So Joseph is asking or saying, Coach Eric is underrated. I feel bad for him training in Ganu. I like Coach Eric so far. Like, he is the nicest person ever. Like, he truly, like, from what I'm getting and what I'm hearing, he just wants everybody to succeed. 
Yeah. And that's what a coach should want, period. Not like, you know, because I've encountered coaches who try to, like, control the training you're doing. They'll get pissy if you start training with other coaches, even if they're within a gym. And it's just like, that's not how it's supposed to be. It's like, you want your fighters to be better. So, I mean, if they're claiming your team, they're fighting for your team, let them do stuff, you know? But some gyms are weirder than others. But I don't have that vibe. And... Or have that problem in Extreme Couture and with Eric. So it's really nice. It's a very welcome breath of fresh air. Awesome. So let's talk about Jessica Rose Clark a little bit. Yes. Um, she's she's really turned it around. You can, you mm-hmm. can say that she had, she had a little bit of a tough time for, for mm-hmm. a minute, right? But she Yeah, was, she had some tough time, but she turned it around, but... You know, there was a lot of grappling because I know what she wanted to do was to ground and pound this chick to oblivion. That was, mm-hmm. like, her goal. And yeah. you have to understand, for someone who's also coming back in from an, uh, from a knee injury knee or from right. any catastrophic injury whatsoever, like for me, the labrum tear, um, you are going to be so fucking worried about what your body can do, especially that injured part of you that you were so used to being, yeah. like, on a literal or figurative crutch with. So... It does strike the fear of God in you because you're like, I don't want to tear this again. I don't want to do this and go through all that pain and all that work of rehab again because rehab is hell. But, yeah, it's a, and then just like when she got to the bottom, I will give her, um, Jesse's opponent, a lot of credit. Mm-hmm. She bumped enough and moved to disrupt Jesse's plan of attack just enough to, like, not get hit so or not get hit as much. So people were uh, seeing people online being like, oh, it was so boring and whatnot. It's like, do you think anybody here wants to have a boring fight? Like, I know a majority of my fights have pretty much all my fights except my amateur debut has gone to a decision. But it's not for a lack of trying if you see any of my fights. I'm trying to hurt people. Like, I'm cutting them open. I'm taking them down. I'm pounding them in. It's just... You're talking shit while you're doing it? And while talking shit while I'm doing it and just the circumstances won't necessarily play in your favor all the time. Because here's what I say. I remember I was having a little bit of a disagreement with another fighter who on air said, if you don't want to get robbed by judges, don't leave it to, don't leave it to them. Meanwhile, she gets the worst robbery I've ever seen in, in like human history like um, a few months ago. And it's just like, that's telling people in basketball, do a slam dunk every play. It's telling every baseball player, get a home run every single swing you make. Literally it's like, I will, I will let you know. Those guys are trying to do those exciting things. Yeah. But if said exciting things happen over and over and over again, they no longer become exciting. You know, So you're going to have these fights that go to decision or not be everything that you hope for. But it doesn't necessarily mean it'll always stay that way, especially with someone like Jesse. Oh, my God. Like, even before she got in the UFC, like, in Invicta and Titan, like, everywhere she went, it was pretty – she was putting out the hurting. So, so we can all excuse, like, one, you know, not her best performance. And even she acknowledged that she didn't want to go that way. Yeah. So, let's so hope that people saying... stop getting on her as Tyrone Woodley. Like, mm-hmm. me as a fighter was entertained by that because Tyrone fought smart, but – as somebody who loves fight, I'm like, man, can someone just go drop already? <laughs> yeah. So it's one of those things. Okay, fair. That's fair. 
Um, what do you what do you see next for for Je- Jesse Jess? I don't know. This is her first fight back after what was it twenty or was it nineteen months off for her knee? It was a while. It's a long time. Um, I would take it. I would take it fight by fight. Honestly, I would see maybe who's like a little higher than her and see how that goes. Mm-hmm. Um, before we start making any solid plans, because. Not that there's much any to make because the division's so small now in the UFC for bantamweights. It's so sad, <laughs> isn't it? Like, it used to be. It used to be great. It used to be a great division. Yeah, but a majority of those bantamweights were one twenty fivers in disguise. So of course, when the flyweight division opened up, whoop, that's true. Dropped like a rock. <laughs> so. Who knows? Like maybe the UFC might kidnap Invicta's entire bantamweight division like they did before. Fingers crossed. That would be wild, right? Mm-hmm. Could you imagine? Oh, man, I'd be so wilding if that happened. I'm like, oh, my God, look at this. Like, going to the PI and be like, I'm here now because I can. Like, re- like selfieing and recording and go after- acting like a fucking lunatic. <laughs> All right, so um, Joseph is asking, what is it like having Eric Nixick as head coach of the gym, I remember watching tape last fight. Felder was like, look at the fresh haircut. Eric's a really sweet guy. Like, mm-hmm. he won't overload you with advice, but he'll make sure you're getting coached, and so is your training partner who you're going against, no matter what spot you're in. And he just checks up on you. Like, when I first came to Couture's, he actually sent me a text like, hey, are you okay? How do you like the place? I'm like, that's so sweet. Like, he's checking up on somebody who just came into his gym. That shows real character. I also already like him because we have the same music taste. We're both run the jewel stands. So I'm like, yes. (laughs) So, so far, so good, guys. Eric Nixix looks to be that dude. Okay. We'll see, I guess, in your next fight. Whenever. Yep, we're looking... Me and are looking for something in December or January, so we'll see in what Victor? happens. Because no matter what happens, all the doors are open. Who I'm most likely looking at Invicta, but we'll see. I'll just whatever okay. works, like whatever fight makes sense. I'm not fighting downward. Whatever fight makes sense, whatever pays me well, is okay. all I'm worried about. I don't care who it is. If the fight makes sense, and I'm not fighting downward, then like fuck it, let's go. All right. Yeah, right, there's so- some girls who are calling me out who are like haven't fought in over in like over a year, or they're on a on a losing streak, and like, oh, I want to fight someone. I want to fight Serena. I'm like, no Who's thanks. You off, Serena? So I had um, Monica Franco kind of call me out because she I took her spot in the Invicta tournament for that right. uh, not the tournament that um last fight against Mueller. Yeah. And she's, like, saying, I'll fight both of them. Like, after I won, I'm just like, okay. Okay, we'll see that. But um, I'm not going to fight somebody who won over some over another person who's not on the best, you know, streak right now. So it's just like, all right, we'll see what happens. But like I said, I'm not fighting downward. You want to fight me, you got to earn it. Okay. That's it. Fair. All right, so Jin is asking about wrestling. What do you guys think of Whaley working with Victoria Anthony and Helen Morales? I think it's beautiful. Like, you know, Whaley, we all know, has phenomenal striking. 
It's so gorgeous. It's gorgeous to watch. It's like watching live. Like it's like watching someone painting live. You're just seeing all the beauty come out, even if it's absolutely deadly. But man, if she gets that good wrestling, man, she will be unstoppable. Because that means she doesn't have to stay to stand up and be in danger and risk getting chopped like she did with Rose. So, I mean, I look forward to Waylay coming back. I mean, I'm not caring about, you know, where the fighter lives or whatnot, especially if they don't have a say in it. Yeah. I care about them being happy and just having, you know, having a good fighting career. Everything else is second nature, is secondhand and doesn't matter. Now, if, when a fighter does a violent crime, that's when I start changing my tune a little bit. Okay. I think that... I think it's great for Whaley to be in the United States. There's a lot Agreed. more... There's a lot more for her here right now. Mm -hmm. China is... Also, can I tell you how adorable she is? I met her in the PI once in passing. I'm trying. I'm okay. like doing strength and conditioning in the room with Roxy, yeah. and um, she's walking in with her little entourage, and I'm like on the box, like working my footwork, and it's painted on the floor. So I'm just doing that, and she's walking through, and I just try to get out of her way, and we both like end up walking in front of each other, and then she's just smiling, saying "Sorry, sorry." I'm like, "No, no, go ahead." She's super shy, super soft spoken, super awesome. So she's cool. Awesome. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. um, so, I think that it will benefit Whaley to be in the United States, not just because she's training with Henry Cejudo, one of the best wrestlers in MMA ever, right? She has more bodies and she has more resources here in the States to work with than she would mm -hmm. in China. You're 100% correct on that. So, this will be absolutely beautiful. In fact, I'm not sure if she was training in America when she did fight Rose, but like if she wasn't, imagine how different that would have been if she did stay here in the States and was training. Yeah. That would be absolutely wild. I love it. I love this for her. I can't wait for that fight. Amazing. It's literally what next week we'll be on the yeah. next week on this show. We'll be talking about that fight coming up. So we're Oh man, I'll like I can already tell it's like that fight just injected into my veins. Like I said, the you know the smaller girls are starting to steal the show, and you know what? I'll be all right. I'll be all right watching that. <laughs> all right. So while while we have you here, while I have you here, um, what do you the outcome of that fight, Rose Namahunas and Whaley too? What do you think will happen? Oh man, that's a hard one. Like. If Whaley's working on her wrestling, I can only imagine she'll want to try and bait Rose into doing something to get a takedown. Mm -hmm. Because I don't, who knows? Like, every person's different, but if I was the one who got stopped with something on the feet, I would try to not stay there. I'm just saying. You know, it could, it could be anybody's game on the feet, but on the floor, you take somebody down, you keep your top pressure, then the tides change. So I would try, I would be that person keeping a lookout for the takedown game. I mean, but Rose is not bad on the ground. But if we're, if I have to give a final fight prediction, I would try and give it to Rose in the fourth. Yeah. Even though I love Wei Lee, I also love Rose too. So it's just one of those things like, I hope both teams just have fun. Yeah. So, so. you're going, you're going Rose Namahunas by finish in the fourth round. Correct. Oh. That's going to kill the guys in the chat. 
all I know, look, I hope to be wrong, but something deep in my soul is telling me it's going to be a long, drawn-out affair, but they're going to try and kill each other. And I'm going to go with, with Rose. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if I'm wrong, I don't care because, like I said, I love Whaley and I love her striking and everything. Yep. But, like, that's just what's speaking to me right now. All right. So, I mean, as you can see in the chat now, they're 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 showing out for for Whaley. We are team mm -hmm. Whaley here. Love that sort yep. of story. Yep, Whaley's great. You know, like I said, I just I want both. At the end of the day, I want both teams to have fun. I want to just start screaming violence. <laughs> That's I all I want. At the end of the day, I do. I want violence and I want get, fun. I do think that we will get violence from that fight. Um, uh, it's going to be better than the first one. Obviously, oh yeah, first one. That's, you know, that's why I'm so excited. In the states, you're training. You got everything you need, and I mean, Whaley's already one scary fucking bitch with just how how strong and how fast she is. Yeah, like there's speed, and then there is the perfect combination of power and speed, and that's just what she has. <laughs> and hopefully, no one fucking boos at her again. Like I don't care about this whole communism and western states bullshit it's whatever but Whaley is not saying oh go communism in her fight she's Literally. just coming here to be a fighter so yeah, I hope I wherever she, wherever the fight is next they better not fucking boo her like they did in Florida I mean I'm sorry if you live in Florida I'm just gonna say this I don't like that state I hate their commission um, there was a friend of mine on Twitter, Alex Buhan, I think. He was saying yeah. it wasn't 20 minutes. Yeah. Did you see that tweet? He's like, it's not been 20 minutes and someone's already licking the sidewalk in Florida. I'm like, that's the state. That's the fucking state so far. They got they got shitty commissions. They got pe they got meth gators. They got people licking sidewalks and all sorts of wild ass shit. <laughs> and now they got yeah. people booing other people for no reason. Why am I not surprised with the state of Florida? <laughs> no. Yeah, not at all. Not at all surprised. Um, James is saying, it's okay, Serena. I'm still a fan of you. Team Whaley for life. Thanks, James. I'm a fan of you, too. <laughs> Alvin's saying, I will be rooting for Whaley, but hopefully Rose does well also. Thank you, Alvin. See, we get this. See, this is where we could all get together. This is the type of shit I'm talking about, like... We can all have who, who we think is going to win or whatnot, but we can all be like, hey, let's go get some drinks and go watch this awesome fight. It's beautiful. Meanwhile, you do something like that on MMA Twitter, I feel you're going to have like a fucking war in the comment section. And it's just will. like, guys, please no. <laughs> we definitely will. Um, Alvin is saying, Ms. Whaley has an incredible story. I Are you still here? Like please that. don't tell me I lost you. Oh. Did you lose hmm. me? You're there. Can you not hear us? Me. Oh. Yeah, I'm here. Like, oh. you froze for a bit. Okay. It was weird. But yeah, Whaley is great. You know, Rose is great. But this is that fight that we can all be like, yeah, let's go have fun. Versus... But meanwhile, I feel if you put something like that on MMA Twitter, like, you'll see people losing their minds, like, too hard standing for their for their favorite fighter. It's just like, it shouldn't be like that. But. I agree. MMA Twitter's what pretty, pretty it's damn something. Wild. It's something. It kind of like there's a whole lot going on right now. There was something last night I saw that was really wild. Like um we uncovered like the dark net or something. MMA Twitter like uncovered the dark net on Twitter where like 
all these really weird weirdos were at, like saying some weird shit about kids. And we, as as MMA Twitter, rallied and got those guys off of Twitter real fast. <laughs> I have taken a step back from from Twitter, like largely. You are not missing much. As much as I love Twitter, I'll just say you're not missing much. <laughs> okay, that's that's good. Um, Stamina is saying, "May the best combatant win." Thirty-five minutes on the lip. Elliptical done. Good for you. Cardio. I agree with that stamina. Also, get that cardio. Like, I don't want to ever look at an at a aerodyne bike for the rest of the week, but I know I got to be on one tomorrow. So, Oof. yeah. <laughs> hey, it pays. I hate it, but it pays. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, Jimmy is saying no war here. Serena, respect all around, except for a few fighters we have gripes with. And that is a-okay, Jimmy. I am all for that. Gang, gang. <laughs> Rain is saying, lots of respect for you, Serena. You might not pick our girl, Whaley, but it's all good. We still root for Whaley. Awesome. So, okay, so I will root you... for Whaley in literally any other fight. Like, real talk. It's just Rose. I can't do it. Rose is super dope. She actually was the one who got me into Run the Jewels. I was at... Um, one of her Invicta fights, and she walked out to get it by Run the Jewels. And I'm like, I gotta see what this fucking this fucking rap group is. This is awesome. And then here I am, way later, I'll Run the Jewels stand. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. So did you watch Ryzen 31? Did you watch highlights? I mean, obviously, we talked about I did not. It. I've been trying to watch yeah. Risen forever. And I've been also trying to be on Risen. But with this yeah. pandemic, that's not happening. Well, my manager has ties to Risen. Liz Lindsay Van Zant was on Risen. That was because of my manager. Okay. But um, Japan doesn't have their borders open, you know, so. Right. What a sight that would be for me to, like, be in, like, Saitama Super Arena. I'd be, like, fangirling and, like, crying before the fucking fight would happen. Like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I was where Crow Cop was. I was where Fedor was. I was with Kevin Randall, man. I was where everyone. Like, I would be losing my marbles. And then <laughs> I'm friends with Len Hart. So I would like that would be the only thing I need in uh, life is to hear that woman scream my fucking name. Like if that was the last thing I'd hear, I would just be so I'd be happy. I wouldn't care. <laughs> that would be crazy. That would be wild, I would think. Ah, oh, it was so cool. I don't care if they don't let me elbow or whatever because it's very interesting. No, the type of matches that I'm seeing in Japan like from like watching from the background um they agree to the rules of the fight beforehand. So one fight could say no elbows allowed, or one fight could they could be elbows allowed or whatever, but you sign the contract and agree to the rules of your fight basically there, so it's interesting. But they could take away my elbows all they want. I'll still beat that ass. <laughs> Throw me in there and risen with somebody. Let's go. <laughs> I would love to see you there, man. I mean, you, you have that whole anime, you know, Godzilla, you, you're in love with Godzilla, obviously. Fuck yeah. Greenzilla, you know, that To see you in, in Ryzen. I would love that. Drake and I actually talk about like going there. I would make an entire show out of that, too. We would we talk about going and covering an event. Oh, man. Oh, my manager's hearing this. Please let this happen when Japan opens back up again. Please. 
Man. No, throw me a King Reyna. King Reyna apparently came down in weight to 35, and she's a native, oh, so let me fight her. <laughs> King Reyna, huh? You, you want that kickboxing. Mm-hmm. You're right. I do want that. And you know what? If I win, I'll make a little I'll make a little Godzilla outfit for her uh for her teddy bear she has her with her. Bear. Uh-huh. Oh shit. I'll deadass make a little Godzilla suit for him to wear. <laughs> I will oh, you think I'm playing. Play. I got some no, strong no, no. arts and crafts game. Oh no. I I mm. believe you and I I want that fight now. Now that you've said it, <laughs> I really want that fight. Mm-hmm. So it'll be perfect. Like, you know, maybe she can make a counter bed. Like, if she wins, I'll have to wear, like, a crown or something on my flight home or for the next week. Like, you know what? We can make this a thing. <laughs> or she can give you uh, one of the, her suckers. Yeah, see? It'll be a thing. Does she still do the sucker thing? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, we can still do that. Obviously, I'm not having the used one because it'd be freaking weird. But if she has another one she has in her bag, great. So. <laughs> All right. So. Super Adam Way fight. Um, Sayori Oshima beat Kana Sakura by split decision. Fucking hmm. wild. I, I, I didn't see this coming. Uh, Kana Sakura is amazing. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that Great ground like, game. Just super. She reminds me of a freaking rabbit. She's so fast. Yeah. But wild. so wild. I wasn't expecting. I saw some stuff. I was seeing that she was getting caught by stuff, and I'm like, wait, what? Does this work? Did you see the upkicks? Yeah, I'm like, did, why is this working? This is where we like limbo our hips out, so if they try and upkick, it slides off and doesn't hit you in the head. Don't want to get Nico priced. <laughs> couldn't believe it. I, I, I couldn't believe that she was getting oh, yeah. that, she, that she got kicked with by an upkick. Serious? Yeah. One of the most, for me, it's one of the most disrespectful things. It's not like I'm mad at them, but it's just like, damn it, was I really that much of a dumbass that I walked right into that? Have you ever been upkicked in a fight? So, eh. Like losing my, my phone grip. It's ridiculous. <laughs> oh. What did you I guys... Think about the the Kana Sakura fight. Rose saying thought Kana would take care, take this, take, take this one. Even, even though, though Hamasaki beat her for the first time, I thought her distance control would be better than Oshima. I agree. Um, I I'm actually pretty shocked that Hamasaki lost the fight. I'm not saying that um, Oshima is isn't good. Obviously, she is. But Kana's but we part. thought that um, the better game plan would have gone to uh, Kana, though. So yeah. to see her game plan fall apart, it's just like, wait, what? So we're all like almost doing a double take. Because I was hearing Mark Picos talk about this fight a lot, too. And I'm just like, okay. Because I don't know if you guys ever see Mark Picos on Twitter or on um, any form of social media. But that is a dedicated dude. He's like Drake Riggs dedicated to like watching the Japanese um, <laughs> MMA circuit. And I'm just like, man, you're awesome for that. Because if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't know jack shit about what's going on. 
I rely on him and some of my Australian friends because they can stay up and see that shit. <laughs> yeah, literally, literally Sunday day for Australia. It's amazing. Eh, yeah. Well, but I mean, we get yeah. Serena, we get the UFC at a great time. So. Yeah, so it's great. No, it's even better being here on the West Coast because I remember being in Philadelphia and having to like wait for the card to end like a little past midnight. Yeah. Meanwhile, over here it starts. It's like, okay, cool. I can go to bed at a reasonable hour. Thank God. <laughs> so James is saying, strange that Oshima works for works with Hamasaki, but her striking and grappling are almost completely different. Um. I can see why that can be like some people just naturally will have different styles. Even if they work with somebody like I work with Roxanne a lot with grappling, but our grappling styles are entirely different. She's more jujitsu based. I'm more wrestling based. Yeah. So like I have good jujitsu, but it's just like, I'm a brute. I like to just be aggressive and wrestle and it doesn't help my wrestling coaches, Neil Melanson either. So your friends don't <laughs> typically go to the ground though. No, they don't, but my last two did. So, um, actually, no, my all three of them this year did go to the ground at some capacity. I got a body lock on Christina Ricker, and I took her down, and then I proceeded for the rest of the round to, like, basically beat her up from top half and S-mount. Um, with Liz Phillips, she got me down at the last 30 seconds of the first round, but I nullified her grappling, you know, since it was 30 seconds, till you know, the bell rang. And then we're working off the fence and everything, trying to take each other down. And then with that knockdown on Mueller, you know, I had some good advancement, you know, top placement, advanced amount, keeping the hooks in, even when she tried to roll out. It's like, nope, you're staying right here. And I couldn't find the sub, so I just instead just tried to hit her. <laughs> I was like, what, 10 seconds when I got to her? No, 30 seconds when I got her back. And she was like, I'm not going to get a choke this, or, you know, this late in the round, so I'll just hit her. <laughs> But so those count on the ground, like there was grappling just a yeah, little bit, just you know, a little bit, I guess, little I bit. and I initiated one takedowns and I got it. So that counts this year, you know, <laughs> body locks rule. <laughs> All right. So James is saying she does almost no feints and she doesn't stand switch. She, but she's slippery like Hamasaki on the ground. Mm -hmm. I see that a lot, like lately. I don't see as much feigning as I'd like in um, in Japan with MMA, but I don't know. Maybe it's something missing, but uh, I just wish there was a way they could fix that. But I think boxing and grappling are still, they're still valued in MMA, but I feel like the judging in, in Japan sides more toward grappling and MMA bouts. So I guess they won't put as much focus on it, you know, for the footwork and not the footwork, the standing up on the feet part okay, so because at least that's what i heard from roxy too is she kind of co-signed like japanese um mma judges are looking more for points on grappling because let's look at the history of martial arts in japan history. shall we yeah. what's natural there judo you know for example aikido and a lot of and jujitsu so surprise surprise <laughs> so you said you said Maybe they can do something ab about that. What what can okay. they do? More more boxing. I don't think there's a, quite enough boxing in women's MMA, period. This is not just a Japan thing. I think there's right. not enough boxing work in MMA. Like, 
there's some fighters that surprise me. And as Rain uh, just said, Hamasaki faints a lot. She is the one of the few exceptions I can think of that does faint a lot. But I don't see that in Japanese uh, female fights as much as I'd want to. And that's why I'm like, man. But I can. Un- but like I said, with how the judging is from what I hear in Japan, I can see why that that is. You're not gonna change if you're gonna try and get the most points or whatever, right? So. Okay. All right. So moving on to the news, we're done with the recaps now. We oh are, boy. We don't have an email bag. We are at the news now. Um, Jessica I is out of her bout with Andrea Lee and Cynthia Calvillo is stepping in on November 13th. Um, Ooh, that is going to be fun. So I knew I was seeing Andrea post something, but I didn't know what the hell it was. But because I'm, I'm like not on social media nearly as much as I should because I'm just training and I'm like walking a whole bunch of dogs all the time, like I said. Um, but that's gonna be a fun fight. Yeah. Um, I want Andrea to see. I want to see how her striking's been, because she had that split decision loss to Joanne Calderwood, you know, and she's had some, and she's come back since then. But we're still kind of in that iffy territory, so yeah. I kind of want to see. But Cavillo is a tough cookie. I mean, I mean, honestly, Kavila has always caught my attention since she was able to like use her feet from when she was fighting again, Joanne Calderwood, when she used her feet from the bottom and like she inverted herself, used her heels to peel Jojo off and reverse the position. That was in Anaheim. Actually, that was a UFC card in Anaheim, if I remember correctly. And I was just like, oh, my God. But this is going to be a fun fight. Um. I think will put Andrea in too much on the ground because Andrea, if I'm remembering right, is a jujitsu brown belt, if I'm remembering correctly. And that's something to see. And she's always been that type to play, at least when I worked with her once. The floor is lava, a.k.a. you know, you get taken down. You're like, nope, you do the Jose Aldo and try and get back up. But um, mm-hmm. it would be cool to see a striking match between those two. Because Cavillo, as she's gone on the years, has gotten better and better and better gradually well, with her hands. She's she's a wrestler. Yeah, she, but that's the thing. When they're a wrestler, they're going to have shit striking naturally. That's how I feel. Grapplers coming into MMA, let's look at Ben Askren. You know, they always have weird hands. But when they dedicate themselves like Cavillo, they just get better and better and better. And so let's see. I want to see if that's the case. But. But I think that Calvillo needs to use her wrestling more. She can't like what we saw against, like what we saw against Andrage. She was trying to strike with Andrage. You can't do that. It's gonna be the same thing against Andre. No, her striking is so good. That girl, yeah, I prayed on drop once. Oh. 
we lost we lost Serena as she was talking about training with Jessica Andrade. That hurts my soul. Um, I keep losing you. This sucks. Don't leave me. But no. um, no, you were talking about training with Jessica Andrade. Okay, the screen went black. I'm like, oh god. And okay, she's cool with me. And then with Jessica Rose Clark and her, like they went at it. Like she knows when to adapt and change her levels. Like Andrade is a scary girl if she can go with Jesse Jess like she went. So that's not a fight anybody wants to do. Got it. Right? <laughs> what was that? I was saying that Andrade is very reminiscent of a miniature uh, Vanderlei Silva, if you think about it. Yeah. Because of just how strong she is and just how she, she goes strong. after it. So strong. She, yeah. We'll crazy. never forget about that, that Rose dunk. That was just scary to watch. Legal. But still fucking scary. <laughs> that shit was nut. That shit was insane. Mm-hmm. And I never would have seen that coming. If someone said, oh, Andrade is going to dunk Rose on her head like a, like cookies and milk, and I'd be like, you're fucking with me. Lo and behold, we're all like, oh, looking at that. <laughs> all right, so Ghost uh. is asking you a question. He has to ask you this. What's okay. your opinion on ambient footwork? Purpose, purposeful footwork that happens when no strikes are being thrown. I think they're excellent because they can. Because if you're having good footwork, you can set up a shot. You can set up feints. I think footwork is everything. That's why you know I'm working with Marv on basically making sure my feet stay active at all times. Okay. If I can't have both my both my feet on the balls uh, on the balls. I'll just have one foot up ready for action because when you have flat feet, you're at it, you know, at a disadvantage for striking because everybody's going to see what's coming up. You're heavy on your feet, meaning it's a wrestler's paradise. So ambient footwork is beautiful because at the end of the day, it will keep you safe versus being a stationary target. So I'm all for it. I co-sign. Awesome. Footwork is Everything. Amazing. It's everything. It, literally. That's why you see the best boxers have the best footwork. Mm -hmm. It kind of makes me sad I didn't join my brothers in ballet. I have two younger brothers who did ballet. Mm -hmm. And then they went into training with me. And their kicks and their punches are so great because dancing footwork is very similar to fighting footwork. Like if you mm -hmm. look at, um, look at um, Valentina Shevchenko. She danced forever. You know, and Lomachenko was did traditional Ukrainian dancing forever yeah. before mm -hmm. he resumed his boxing career. And just look at his magnificent footwork. So here's some of the best footwork in in boxing in like in the history of boxing. Yep. So I guess the thing is, start dancing young because then you can dance all over someone's grave. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Mm -hmm. So Ghost Phantom follows up and says. We see this ambient footwork with Rose, Whaley, and Joanna, but not at the lower levels. And that, in my opinion, is what make, helps makes them so great, is because they have that footwork. They're yeah. never stationary, and as they're, st as they're moving their feet, they're also moving their head, not being a target, and they're able to change levels faster without it being 
as noticeable. Because when you see fighters who have their feet planted, when they're about to throw a strike, you have a little bit more time to see what's happening. You know, to see that it's coming your way. When you're, you know, stationary, you're like, here it comes. Well, like with a Superman punch or something. Mm. And you have dead feet. It's a huge giveaway. You just went from flat to like being in the air or propelling yourself forward. So footwork is key, everybody. For sure. Do you, do you teach the kids footwork? I try to because I primarily teach um, – I was teaching kids in jiu-jitsu from like five to eight years old. Mm-hmm. So I still teach kids like private lessons and stuff. So my biggest thing with the students I teach is I tell them to at least have their front foot – have them on the ball of their foot so they can push up. It's like you're on the sprinter block, right? Yeah. You don't start a sprint with a dead foot, right? You have to have it live. So I'm trying to have that so their shots are great. And so they can sprawl easier. Because if your feet are flat when you're trying to sprawl, you're going to be slow as shit. Yeah, so that's the thing on. I drive home with my kids, and it works. And it helps them move around their person faster. So I'm a big proponent, even in little kids getting it. But I have to be careful because some kids, like little kids, their motor skills aren't quite there. Yeah. And so I can only work with what I'm given. But I try to drive that point home the entire time. Awesome. Ghost followed up. Why do you think that is? He's talking about the lower levels. not. not I don't think there's enough emphasis put there. Like, how can you know, first off, if if something's wrong, if no one ever teaches it to you? So we have that component. I didn't know jack shit about flat feet until Marvin Eastman was telling me about it. Because I'm watching how his son works and how his students work. And I'm like, hot damn, how can I get that good? And then he's showing me the little itty bits of tools like footwork and, and everything else. And it's just like, it solved everything. It's made my wrestling better. It's made my striking worlds better. But it's all about who's focusing on Like um, Whitman, you see Whitman working with everybody he's working with. Footwork is key. With the dudes he works with, with the, with the girls he works with, he is always about footwork. So I guess you just got to find a coach who knows about footwork and does, just doesn't rely on a fighter's strengths to carry them through the day. Do you think that being at a gym that teaches everything is better than being at a gym that is more about jujitsu, more boxing, more wrestling based? So specialty gyms, I think have a, have a place, you mm-hmm. know, but ultimately it's up to the fighter to recognize what they need to work on. Okay. So you got some fighters who may or may not have yes men and you know, or they just don't know what they need to improve and then they'll kind of flounder around. But then there's fighters, me, Roxy, like at least the fight, the people I hang around with, cause we're at least honest with ourselves and don't blow smoke up each other's asses. We go over what was wrong. How do we fix it? And try and find people who can do so. I realized my striking wasn't as great as I needed in some of my fights. So I sought out somebody better and as a result, I got better. So, yeah, it depends on really what the fighter needs, and it all depends on if the fighter takes it up. Because um, I know extremes more of a kind of more focused on wrestling. Wrestling, but they right. got good. They got good striking. But if you look at people who've come out of extreme couture, what do you notice most about their fighting style? The wrestling. So, yeah. it's up to the fighter to adapt. Because even if you're in a specialty gym like that. It doesn't change who you are as a fighter. Like, I'm a striker, but I can wrestle now. Cool. Um, 
So, and it all depends on who you go with, too, in, in those kind of gyms. I cannot wait to see you fight again and use wrestling. Now that you're, I would love to work. use wrestling. Let me grab some. Let me grab some on a single leg. They're gonna go flying with a high crotch. I swear to oh God. God, give that to me. I've been hitting every. I've been. All of that, so I will do it. I've been hitting high crotches on people left and right. So everybody, I can't wait to go toss a body. <laughs> Amazing, love that. All right, so we have mm -hmm. more. Obviously, um, this is a bummer. Uh, not a bummer, but Alexa. No, Rossi this is great. Obviously was out of her fight. Now mm -hmm. she's fighting Araujo. Uh, oh, okay. On January, on January 22nd. This will be neat. I see Araujo, and I'm just like, man, because she beat my homie. But um, it's nice to see. This is going to be a striker's delight, because Araujo does not stay in one place whatsoever. She is another one of those people, like we talk about ambient footwork, is constantly moving. And as a result, if we watch her fight with Roxanne, Roxanne wasn't able to get a steady target on her as a result. And in fact, it led to Roxy kind of being picked apart. It sucked to watch, but I always root for my buddy. So chin up, Roxy. Well, you know, whenever the next one is, I'll be fucking lunatic losing my voice and sound like I smoked three packs of cigarettes the next day. <laughs> But, um, man, Grasso's also really good on the feet, too, and her yeah. training up. I remember Amazing. seeing her and Irene Aldana tearing it the fuck up in, in Invicta in the respective divisions because they're from the same gym, uh, Lobo Gym down uh -huh. in, um, yeah. in Mexico, which has good boxing. So nice. go figure. So this is going to be a beautiful thing to see. I honestly cannot pick a winner here, but I look forward to this fight. It's going to be close. No matter yeah. what, it it's going to matter all the way down to who has the better game plan at this point. <laughs> so the way that I see this fight is Araujo has the knockout power. She has mm -hmm. the, she has the finisher, right? Whereas mm -hmm. Alexa Grasso is more technique and combinations, punches and bunches with her. <laughs> not necessarily the the killer knockout type. But she'll finish you, and and if it goes so, it's the that ground, yeah, it's that age-old fight of that one hitter quitter or cutting or just just repeatedly cutting somebody until they bleed to death. So because yeah. yeah, you got Grass who's the type. Like I said, punches and bunches with that one. So it's about it's going to be about it, will the knockout happen first or will the extent of all the damages come first and affect the fight. Yeah. So I love those kind of fights. I love those because it's like it keeps you at the edge of your seat. Like, ooh, is the knockout going to happen? Ooh, is she going to crumble under the pressure? Ooh, what happens first? Ada Ujo has that. Definitely has that knockout power. Um, where she, can yeah, finish, she can I see it. it. I see it a lot. Like I was surprised Roxy was able to be upright after some of the shots she took. It was hard to watch. Yeah. Is so. it hard for you to see to see your friends that you? Oh, it's always with? hard. Yeah, yeah. It's always hard. Like I am a anxious fucking mess when I see my friends fight, you know. Mm -hmm. And Roxy's told me like I even have her in my corner with me like whenever I can. Yeah. But she feels the same way. Like she feels like she's about to go out to fight when she's like in the corner with me. So she gets equally nervous. Like she feels the same stuff I go through. Like if I win, she's all excited. Like when I lose, she's like, 
you know, she's also crying and stuff. And I'm the same. We celebrate our victories or we, you know, try and make sure we're all okay after our losses. But that's homie shit. For sure. Definitely <laughs> is. What do you do? What do you do after a win? How do you um, celebrate a win? It depends. Like, I w when I was in Montana, there was a little outdoor theme park. Like, it was super small. It was like, it was free to the public and whatnot. And they're like, people in this hotel get a free carousel ride. I'm like, I'm going on a carousel? Fuck yeah, let's go. So my 29-year-old is having my boot, my cowboy boots, my hat, and with my one eye covered with my um, headband on a carousel with an ice cream cone in hand because I am an adult. So, but, um, like, if I was somewhere like in Invicta, I'd probably be running through the Waffle House with a bottle of beer because it's the Waffle House. I, it is the, I don't care what anybody else says about Waffle Houses. I love Waffle Houses. They're always there for you. Um, Especially but, lately. yeah. Oh, yeah. So... It is what it is, but it really, it just depends on my environment. When I get home, I just eat a bit. I like recover, you know, watch a little anime and I just take like a week off to just recuperate because my biggest problem, win or lose after fights, I suffer from DOMS. So that stands for delayed onset muscle soreness. Okay. So long story short is all that lactic acid, because when you get that adrenaline, when you're in a fight, your yeah. body does way more than it normally can do. It's our, flight or, it's our fight or flight activating to get us out of the situation. So when your body exits that state of adrenaline, you feel everything you just put your body through, like tenfold, and it sucks. So you have yeah. all that lactic acid, more than you'll ever normally get, just sitting in your body making everything sore. So I always just take a week off to like work that shit out my body, and then I just go right back to training. I'm really dedicated to what I do. What do you do during that week off? Um, I'll visit friends. I'll like go to the park or whatnot. Like, you know, do like active recovery walks. It's literally just chill and that's it. It's literally chill or do whatever. Like, will I be eating the foods I missed? Yes. Will I be smoking all the weed I couldn't have? Yes. But mm -hmm. you know, will I be having the drinks I couldn't have? Yes. Because when I'm in fight camp, I cut everything off cold turkey. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, I don't overindulge, but it's more of a discipline thing for me. Yeah. It's to for my mental well powers. Um, it's to show that I don't need it. I just want it. And it's it's that stuff along with not having the food I want is all I think of going into that fight. I'm like, you're the fucking reason I couldn't have ice cream. I'm gonna fucking kill you for that. Or it's like shit like that. You're the reason I had to suffer cutting weight and not have anything I want. I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> That's literally what goes through my weight? mind. What's your huh? walk around weight? My walk around weight is around like 157. So I'm not like a heavy bantam weight, but I'm not so like a light. You're cutting 22 pounds though. Yeah, and I do that over time. Like I cut to about 43 and then I just sweat the rest off. So right. it's nothing horrible. Yeah. And I rehydrate the, this easy way. So this is actually a trick I picked up from Thailand. Do you know what Thai fighters drink right after weigh ins? What? Chicken broth. Because okay. you get all your sodium all back nutrients. and you get hydrated. Yep. So I actually um, have the Vietnamese soup pho. Uh -huh. So I eat that a lot because you got your paper thin strips of steak in there. You got your rice noodles so they're easily digestible. You got all the herbs and stuff in the broth, which is a bone broth. So you get all your protein and sodium back in the broth itself. 
and it's all these lovely things in there. So it's easily digestible. It puts everything that you just lost right back in your body, and it's so really good. So that was a winner. <laughs> Very cool. All right, so Jennifer Maya versus Caitlin Chikajian. Second time. Interesting. January 15th. Hmm. I mean, I'm not arguing about it, but I'm wondering why is that being put on again? I... Are they close to the rankings again or what? Um, let me pull up the rankings. Yeah, because I'm like, wait a minute, they fought again. Or like, are they both in title contention or talking about that? Because now I'm confused. <laughs> All right, so Chikajian is number two right under Andrade, and Jennifer uh -huh. Maya is number four still. So there's, All there right, hasn't been it makes sense. I guess that makes sense then. Yeah. But I yeah, mean, there's, this... there's Lauren Murphy right in the middle. Mm hmm. Hey, look, that girl put up a really good fight against Val, so I'm proud of her. <laughs> yeah. I think only only Nunez was able to take her in, like, later rounds. I think she's the only one to do that, and that's Amanda Nunez, so. Yeah. That's nothing to sneeze at for Lauren being able to just go to the, to go to the fourth round with her. Okay, so, Chukagan, so let's see. That you brought up, now that you brought up Shevchenko and Nunez, do you mm -hmm. want to see them go for a third time? I wouldn't say yeah. no, but if it doesn't happen, I won't cry about it. So that's where I sit with that. So you don't necessarily think it's it's a necessary fight? Not quite yet. I don't I do. like seeing fights where people outside their weight class go unless we really, really, really don't have an option. Like, are we getting to that point where it is becoming necessary? Yeah. But if they both don't want to do it or whatever, it just doesn't come to fruition, I won't cry. You know? But I, I would think, look forward to it if it happened. Oh, for sure. It would be a phenomenal fight. But I, uh -huh. think, I think that it's more necessary for Valentina Shevchenko than it is for Amanda Nunes. Oh, obviously, 100%. Obviously, Amanda Nunes is champion in two, in two divisions. Valentina Shevchenko is basically clearing out her division. She's, uh -huh. I mean, she's like she waiting. is what Ronda Rousey was to the 135 division. Exactly. She's she's literally waiting for the next one up. Yeah. And isn't she about to be the first fighter who will like fill out all the jewels on her from white to red on her UFC I, belt? I think so, yeah. Isn't wow. that amazing? That is amazing. I remember watching her in LFA with my dad, like head kicking people and shit. And I'm like, yeah. even back then, I'm like, she's going to be the real fucking deal. Both me and my dad looked at each other like, She's the next fucking thing, and here we are. <laughs> She's still so killing people. <laughs> your dad, your dad, huge fight fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Oh, yeah. We watched MMA together. Like, we were watching, you know, like I said, with Pride and Old School Risen. We're watching Elite XC. Yeah. We're watching WEC. Like, we're watching IFL. Like, we're watching all that shit. <laughs> and who watches, who watched IFL? Hardly anybody, which is sad because that whole really yeah, that whole team thing, like I enjoyed that shit. That team versus dope. team going. I'm like, give me that. <laughs> so yeah, I bring that up and everyone's like, What? I'm like, Oh my god. Crazy. Nobody watches nobody even knows like what IFL is. It was sad, but the real ones know, so <sighs> All right, so Ashley Yoder 
and Vanessa Demopoulos are going to fight on January 15th. Oh, that's, that's so cool. Man, me and Demopoulos go back. When yeah. I fought for my amateur title and won in Tough Enough in 2017, mm-hmm. she was also on the same card. She was fighting um, Cheyenne War Princess. Uh, and, um, like, Vanessa was in a little bit of trouble, but... um. Vanessa dislocated her elbow mid-fight, and um, Mark Smith did not let the fight continue, even though Vanessa was trying to pop her arm back in. And Vanessa was cool with me at wins, because that was, like, arguably one of the worst weigh-ins I had for that fight. Um, They made us stand outside in 117 degrees for a photo shoot near the pool, because this was at the Hooters Casino, now here in Vegas, called Oyo, um, because it got bought out. But um, they want to do weigh-ins by the pool. So we're outside in the middle of a heat wave. And I'm like looking like Skelter. And I'm like, I swear to God, if I'm going to stand outside, you know, I'm going to be so angry. And I was. And I'm just trying not to wilt and everything because my mom's like, don't you dare show, uh, show any weakness. And I'm like, I already know this. I don't want to show my opponent that, like, this fucking weight cut sucks and being out here. But, um, yeah, she was super cool with me. She was helping me out a lot. So Demopolis is really good. She's a cool Why would person. they do that to you guys? Fuck if I know. I, I'm not a promoter. I'm a fighter. So That's crazy. That's some crazy shit. Mm-hmm. But I will never do that again. I will, like, next time I'll carry an umbrella or some shit if I ever figure out, like, a, you know, a weigh-ins <laughs> outside during a heat wave. You won't catch me slipping. Not again. <laughs> That's crazy. But That's this actually... could be a good grappling fight. Oh, my God. Yoder is slick is slick on the floor, and so is Vanessa. Because, like, even back in the amateur days, like, Vanessa was trying to set up, like, hella triangles and shit against um, uh, Cheyenne War Princess. So I'm just like, okay, let's see where this goes. I mean, at least it won't be boring, right? Yeah, no, I don't think it's going to be boring. Ashley Yoder doesn't isn't typically She doesn't do boring. It's no. And yeah, and like been, Vanessa's always trying to like chop your head off with with um or just snap something off your body. So yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. All right, so you got a question from Rain. Okay, um, are you also a Muay Thai nerd like me, Serena? To an extent, yes. I follow religiously a uh, Sylvie Vaughn Etu's um page and all the stuff she puts out because it's beautiful. And I'm also a big Sanchai fan because I, as a Southpaw, love doing all the shit he does. I actually learned how to do a scissor kick by watching his videos. And for a long time in my amateur career, that was actually a big thing I'd throw at people. So I do try to keep up with Muay Thai, but that world is also fast-moving like the MMA world. So I can only pick a few fighters to watch and enjoy. So you hit um, Rain is saying one of my favorite Thai fighters of all time is... How do you got? What's yours? Um, Diesel. Okay. Diesel, because that dude was. Because there's this thing where people say there was this one Muay Thai fighter, old school one, who is whose name is Sagat, and people say that Capcom modeled Sagat in Street Fighter after him. But there's also an argument that they that they mimicked Sagat off of Diesel because his knees were absolutely vicious. Like he was a dude that cleared out his division. You know, because he was just that insane. And even now in his older age, he's still teaching people. I cannot imagine what kind of fun stuff that he would be he'd be showing. So 
But he's one of the old school legends, so that's why. <laughs> awesome. Um, Rue is saying, I will be rooting for Vanessa here just because she spars with Whaley at Fight Ready. Hey. So, great reason. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, Ghost is saying, same here. I love Sylvie's channel and Sanjay. I really love Sylvie because she brings a very human element to the fight game because we all talk about technique, but no one talks about this enough. And Sylvie, like, she brings a human aspect, like, oh, yeah, I get scared every time I go into a fight, but here's what I do to help it. And here are some books I've read that help me. And she walks everybody through this. And I'm like, God damn, she's right. She was reading this book once called The Confidence Gap, and I started reading it. And it long story short, it went over this part saying the human mind is always hardwired to be negative because our ancestors always had to second guess what was around them. It could be a predator. It could be another person wanting to kill them. So if they were just oblivious and happy with everything, they could end up being someone's meal or killed or whatnot. So the brain hasn't quite evolved to recognize our way of living now versus our way of living back then. So knowing that our brain is going to be, you know, pre-wired to negativity, we can work through that easier. And I'm like, hot damn, you're right. I'm not going to be some saber-toothed, like, tiger snack. I'm not going to have to fight for my life out in the wilderness. I'm fighting another person my size with a with similar, you know, time in. So fuck it, right? That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I highly – and she breaks down the science of all the Muay Thai moves she does from, like, clinching, from out at distance and everything else. And it's so fun to watch. Like, if you guys find her YouTube page and her blog yeah. stuff, watch it. It's beautiful. I'm actually about ready to go sign up for her Patreon so I can get access to her Muay Thai library she has. How much is her so, Patreon? I've seen I've seen. The I think it's 10 or 15 bucks, but I'm down for that because I can have all that knowledge. Yeah, that's not terrible, to be mm -hmm. honest. For, like, decades and decades of knowledge from, like, she's getting from, like, the old school, like, Muay Thai legends and now, like, that's nothing you sh anybody should pass up. Yeah. I promise I'm not paid to say this. It's just how much in love with her stuff I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, Rain is saying the knee king. Yeah. Sky piercing knee. That's what he was known as. So... Yeah, and I'm seeing Ghost Phantom put on uh, Dizanol versus Samurat was my favorite fight. That was a really good fight. Yeah, because Samurat was not was no easy was no easy fight whatsoever. That dude was scary in his prime, but that's what made Muay Thai so great. So of course, my again my Muay Thai nerd self when I went to Thailand in 2013. Apparently, I came in just in time to sit in the original Lumpini Stadium before it got torn down and rebuilt Most. to be more modernized yeah so i'm just like i got to sit in the part of history <laughs> crazy that they that they took it completely took it down and then they rebuilt it to what it is now and they rebuilt it fast yeah. too and how it looks now is it is a lot better than what it looked like before it's beautiful so, now, Serena. yeah it's beautiful. so if you're in the cheap sheet uh cheap seats yeah you'd be surrounded by chicken wire to make sure you didn't try to sneak up front dead ass there's like chicken wire wrapped around the perimeter so you wouldn't sneak up front i'm like what kind of shit is this looking behind me and everything <laughs> meanwhile amazing. you're in the front seat you're like practically about to reach and touch the ring yeah you're like <laughs> so right it's pretty there. cool they're literally a foot away from the from the ring 
Mm-hmm. Fucking badass. See, you understand me. <laughs> I would love to go. Oh my god, I would love to go see um, Muay Thai fights in Thailand. I would love it. Oh, it was the best. Like when I was seeing the Lumpi- uh, the fights in Lumpini, because they had everybody there. They even had throngs out there. Yeah. Like there was this one dude from Australia versus like this big dude from Italy, and that was even a fun fight. So I've seen, I've been to Muay Thai fights before. But obviously not in Thailand. I haven't been to Thailand. But I've I've been and I've been to um, Lion Fight in Vegas. Yep. Um, Same here. <laughs> on on Fremont Street, I've seen a couple. Same of downtown Las Vegas is the place to be. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Are they? They're not doing their fights there anymore, though, right? Not quite yet. They're trying to because I think they're still trying to pick themselves back up from like, you know, COVID. Because with COVID and the traveling yeah. restrictions, it's kind of taken a hit to. Lion fights and what they can do because a lot of their they have a lot of international talent, but they can't bring them in quite yet because of everything going on around the world. So they're kind of limited in how many shows and how many fights they can have on per show. So, so I live, I live COVID casualty about, I live about two hours away from Tachi Palace. Um, mm-hmm. And they, they used to do Muay Thai fights too, they don't do them anymore. But they used to, um, obviously, California Muay Thai fighters are not the same as Thai Thai fighters. Mm-hmm. But Muay Thai, I love it. I mean, it is what it is. I can't choose where I'm from. I can only choose what I see. Um, yep. I, I would only love, deal with the cards you're given. Yeah, I would love to go to Thailand though and watch fights. Just hey, like when everything way. opens yeah. up again, do I it. <laughs> I want to go see Leftway fights, like for real. Oh man, me too. Oh, that'd be fun. That's one thing that's still on my bucket list. That shit, that shit looks so fun. Like, yeah, doesn't uh, it? Like sitting there and watching a real Leftway fight. Yeah. Man, it's wild how we have a, a Farang who is sitting at the top of the throne of, of Leftway. It's kind of interesting and unexpected, and like Dave Ladeau to be like the top dude. He's but it's interesting. He's badass. great. He's a fucking badass. Yeah. So I couldn't understand it. I'm like, wow, what a fucking trip. We got a white guy who's on top of this shit. Let's go, <laughs> I guess. So, but yeah, I'm still getting over the fact that you can use your head to like as a weapon. Dude. I'm like, man, if I use my head butt on somebody, I think, I, you know, someone be out, out. Mom always you- said I had a thick skull. Could you imagine how good Boss Rutan would have been? Right? Oh my god, that would have been fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised he never fought Lifeway. What the fuck? I mean, it was a I don't know. Obviously. Like, he did everything else, but not that. Maybe it just wasn't an option at the time? Question mark? I don't know. Well, Lifeway isn't a new sport. No, all. it's like, not a new sport, but... Fun, actually. But you have to wonder, were they willing... And accepting of foreigners coming into the sport at that time oh, because it was true. such a closely guarded thing. Okay, that's true. He's Dutch, so could he have gone there? Probably. I didn't, I didn't even think about maybe. that, to be honest. I didn't think about yeah, because it's one of those things that you think about. Like maybe they didn't, you know, have that, you know, open back then. Maybe it was still like, hey, it's only for us. You're not allowed in here. Yet and now that it's getting popular, now they're like, "All right, there's eyes on our sport now. Come on down." <laughs> Amazing. 
how cool would it have been to see Boss Rutten fight Mothray, though? <laughs> oh, that'd be amazing. So many, right. There would be so many people just drop down, because if I remember right in Lithway, you have a minute and a half to recover after a knockout. Yeah, I think so. I think it's, and I, it's just, Can you imagine that being out cold, being a minute and a half, you wake up and you get time. back in there? That just isn't enough time, I, I wouldn't think. But apparently it is, because they get they get up and they, they continue fighting. And a lot mm -hmm. of the time, the dudes win the fight. Yeah, which is the most wildest thing. Like, is that a recipe for CTE? Oh, absolutely. But is it fun? It's just like, yeah. I guess it's one of those things that maybe fighters could look into instead of just going to bare knuckle fighting. Like if their MMA career starts going downhill. Would you ever do bare knuckle? No. I've, spl I've split my knuckles before because I used to like people used to pick on me because A, I'm autistic. B, I was the white looking girl in the barrio and no one knew my last name was De Jesus until I mm -hmm. said it. So I always had people, you know, coming at me and I've hit people. I've split open my um, front, my front um, index knuckles all the time because that's the unfortunate truth of protruding knuckles. Can they cut people? Yes. But you also run the risk of, of like cutting your, like splitting your whole knuckle open, you know, depending on how hard you hit. So yeah, I don't feel like I want to have my knuckles split every time I fight somebody. Yeah, I couldn't imagine fighting bare knuckle. I mean, obviously boxing, boxing with fourteen inch, uh, fourteen ounce gloves is different than MMA with four ounce gloves. But imagine mm -hmm. beating the shit out of your own hands with just wrap. Yeah, and that because like I was saying about my hand and the and the um when I was fighting um Elizabeth Phillips earlier, if my hand was swelling that badly afterwards, that was in wraps and a glove. What the fuck would my hand look like if I did bare knuckle boxing? It would be fun. I'd probably have no damn hand. I would have like no damn hands. Yeah, you would have no Because, like, um, my friend Christine Fierro, who's like a badass in bare knuckle, mm -hmm. like, I'm seeing photos of her. I've seen some x rays of her hands, and I'm like, I ain't with that. <laughs> she's really good at what she does, and she's able to soldier on, but mm -mm, not me. So. I watch, I watch bare knuckle boxing. I'm, I'm into it. I'm, a, I'm a fan of boxing. I'm yeah, like it's, it's cool, fighting. but it's just not for me. Yeah, exactly. Like I don't know if I would ever do that. You know. Mhm. Mm and that's for everybody's choice to make on that. Like, you could have imagined. Well, imagine my surprise and not surprise that Mike Perry just got signed to bare knuckle fighting championship. It's just like. I could see that coming, but he's a head case. Uh -huh. So yeah, he's, he's a head case, though. So hey, look, but, you can go fight Julian Lane. It'll be the battle of the head cases. Oh my <laughs> god, that would be an amazing fight! Like, could you imagine the shit talk between those two? The shit talk, dirt, like before, during, and honestly, the way how he goes afterwards. Yeah, because like I still have that that uh scene in my head julian lane's going like he hits like a bitch he hits like a bitch like on the scale i'm like what is this man <laughs> he's crazy wild clearly but it. there's Love some it. levels to this shit and he's like all the way the fuck up here. there's a lot of fighters like that though but honestly could you yeah have seen, could you have seen Paige van zandt ever do doing bare knuckle fighting no I I was shook that her and um Rachel Ostevich. And Rachel Ostevich were fighting. Like 
let's be real here. We all know why that fight happened. But you can imagine my surprise when um, Ostevich, who's primarily known as a grappler, more so in, the, in my opinion than Paige Van Zandt, because Paige Van Zandt has actual knockouts on her MMA record and stoppages. Yeah. When... If someone told me that Ostevich was going to beat Paige and make her look like that, I would have said you were a fucking liar. So, of course, when that happened, I'm like, I was I was flabbergasted. I turned and looked at my little brother. I'm like, dude, did you see that? And he was like, yeah. Crazy. Absolute insanity. <laughs> like, you can see Beck Rawlings doing bare knuckle, right? Oh, 100%. But... When they signed her, I was like, all right. I, yeah, I bitch. I understand that. But then they were like, they brought out Ostevich and Paige Van Zandt. I was like, holy shit. I we all were like, what? Yeah, <laughs> literally would have never thought that those two were would be in bare knuckle fighting. Yeah, and it was actually not that bad either. Like, it was I, a good fight. It was a good fight. I was like, not. I'm going to not lie. I was not having the best hopes for that fight. I thought it was going <laughs> to not look that great. Because we have two primarily grappling people in a bare knuckle boxing event, so I was pleasantly surprised by that fight. Yeah, very pleasantly surprised. Still surprised it happened, but surprised all around nonetheless. Crazy. All right, so one more bit of news: um, Sarah Kaufman signed with BTC Fight Promotions, and she will be facing Jesse Mill at BTC Thirteen. On November 20th. Nice. I'm so happy for her. She's been looking for a fight forever. Dude, it's, and it's been not fair. Because, like, the, I am not shitting on Invicta when I say this. I'm just saying this just as an observer. I cannot imagine having a champion sit without a fight for over a year. Like, I could not yeah. imagine that. Unless said champion is injured, and I cannot imagine a year. And she, yeah, she was looking for girls to fight. But she runs into this unique problem because she has so many fights because she's a veteran of herself. Mm-hmm. She then all the girls who are in Bantamweight now, they will not necessarily or in Featherweight even too, they don't may not have the record necessary to always fight Sarah Kaufman. Like there's some commissions who'd probably not clear that fight because of the disparity of the records. Okay. And some commissions will. Yeah. So for me, I'm just happy to see her fight again. She, like Sarah deserves the fight. She deserves all of it. It's interesting to see that it's with BTC fight promotions. Like if she was at featherweight, I was really, really hoping Bellator would have scooped her up. But hey, a fight's a fight. She's making money. And Meal is interesting because I remember her. One of her fights, she was. I was actually studying Liz Phillips. It was actually Jesse Meal was fighting Liz Phillips. Um, so and Jesse can swang. But I'm not sure if she has the ability to negate Sarah Kaufman's grappling because she is a pain in the ass. I can say from firsthand experience, I've worked with her too. Um, because Kaufman's a black belt, if she does not like what you, if she cannot bully you on the feet, she will take you down and try and bully you there. Yeah. And she's just, and because she's a black belt, she has this plethora of knowledge, she is able to bully you on the floor. So. I think this is going to be a fun one, but I'm going to be going with Sarah on this one. Yeah. I, oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, Sarah Kaufman is, you know, she's been around forever. She's been mm-hmm. through everything possible in MMA. Mm-hmm. The only thing that was holding her back were the opponents. She and exactly. 
how the hell is no fight promotions not giving her fights? Like, I don't, I, I, I don't know. Understand. Like I I'm don't... saying, I wasn't talking crap about Invicta, but it was just to me baffling. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, the fucking poster they made for that fight is beautiful because it's a video poster where they show the um both the fighters come on like old school fighting video game characters, yeah. complete with the old school um fight uh game music too. So I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Because that speaks to me. <laughs> I'm surprised about BTC, though. No? like so- I am surprised it was um, BTC, but... Yeah. Hey, like I said, a fight's a fight. It's money. It's experience. So, all good things. You would think that she gets this win. She, she'll probably get this win. Kind of mm-hmm. easily, I would think. But somebody's got to take a shot with her. You know? I agree. Oh, and I'm seeing a question from from uh, Rain over here. Ask I asked Paige why she didn't fight Valentina in 2018 on IG. She blocked me right after. Serena was that out of line. <laughs> Personally, I don't think you were out of line. But I also know some fighters, if they don't want to be bothered with dumb questions, they'll yeah. just straight up block somebody. Yeah, sure. I'm not that person. I will either leave it on red if I think it's a stupid question or something, or I'll politely say something. But you weren't out of line for that. But unfortunately, some fighters have can have thin skin. I mean, even the best fighters. Like, on Twitter right now, we have Clarissa Shields saying that she wants to pretty much get rid of her Twitter because everybody's on her ass. I mean, criticism will always be there, especially for certain things that, are, that, that she says. But it's, it's social media. It's whatever. Just turn it off and be about with it but i agree people are people on on a computer what What are you gonna do what a cesspool social media is well it's because people can say shit without consequence so of course there's gonna be people running with that it's whatever yeah rain i don't think that you said anything terrible i've seen a lot worse (sighs) we all have oh my god (laughs) and i'm sure i mean you being a fighter you've seen fucking dumb shit Oh, I've seen dumb shit on statuses. I've seen dumb shit in private messages. Like, yeah. I got thick skin. I'm originally from Philadelphia. I've dealt with a whole lot of nonsense <laughs> the entire time. So, people saying dumb shit, doing dumb shit. It's like block and bless. If it's really stupid and it's just downright hateful, or I just mute them, or go on my day. I don't focus on it. Because you hold that shit here, it just it ruins everything else. And it's just like a domino effect. So, I, I th- you know, I think... A lot of people say Megan Anderson blocked me. I see that all the time. You know, screenshots of Megan Anderson blocking. Like, dude, yeah, she's blocking because you're a fucking idiot. Like, you're being dumb. Yeah, there's there's some stuff that... Uh, there's also some things that some people do that bring attention that kind of makes them a target for it. Um, I remember people roasting her for the most stupid thing ever. It was when she posted her KD on um, Call of Duty Warzone. Like, I yeah. have not played Call of Duty competitive, like, you know, like, on a mission since, like, Modern Warfare 2. Just having a day on it. So, people focusing on something that stupid and go like, oh, you're KD shit. <laughs> it's like, bro, really? <sighs> this is why you got blocked. You're focusing on stupid shit like that. But, yeah. There are also some fighters who set themselves up for criticism. Unfortunately, Megan has done some things 
Thankfully, not recently, but some things that have set her up for some criticisms and stuff. But even then, people can be respectful. We can be respectful while having criticism, but people just don't give a shit to do so. It is. She's definitely taking a step back from social media too. I think a lot of people are really just not feeling social media as it, Mm -hmm. you know, as it as they did before. I definitely have. I'm not on social media at all really anymore <laughs> just during really when i'm watching fights football during football games mm-hmm. you know basketball games i'll tweet out things random shit you know but i'm not on there scrolling like i used to having conversations it sucks because i'm not having conversations with the same people you know with people that i actually you know like mm-hmm. but I, I just don't need that toxicity either you know i agree like honestly if i was not a fighter i'd be very limited on my social interactions like i love my fans i love people who are fans of the sport for the most part but i gotta be really selective on who i engage with i feel because i can't trust everyone to be decent like i don't want everybody to agree with me i want everybody to have their own opinions or whatnot but what i expect out of people is just some some decency but, like, we can agree on not agreeing and be cool and be like, all right, I hope you have a great day, you too, buddy, and then be on with our lives. That's fair, but, but that doesn't happen. It's now, not like it? how it works, unfortunately. Yeah. That's yeah. my problem. I'm using logic. That's my fault. Whoops. <laughs> none of that here. That's, yeah. None of that on social media, actually. Damn brain cells. <laughs> <laughs> uh, James is saying, we try not to be toxic here. But we make mistakes. Yeah, and like in Rain's example, to me, that wasn't even toxic. No. You know, that was legitimately asking a question, you know? Yeah. So too bad. I think that was an overreaction on Paige's behalf, but everybody's different, so I try not to judge. Uh Rose saying, example. Rayleigh says nothing political or offensive, but she gets shit for where she comes from, which is not fair. Thank you. Exactly. Like, she's not out here in America saying, oh, you know, communism this or whatever. She doesn't mention any of it. And yet Mm. people just hate her for the fact she's from China. All right. It's It's like, I understand we're in a weird situation with China, but that shouldn't necessarily rub off and make everything toxic like that. She can't speak out about China. Yeah, she's in a lose-lose situation. She speaks out about it. Guess what happens to her when she comes back? She doesn't speak out about it here. Guess what happens? Yeah. I don't understand what people don't understand about what the Chinese, how the Chinese government. How they work. How they react Mm -hmm. to to things. Let's look at what happened to Chloe Zhou, who directed uh, Nomad uh, Land. Yeah. Look, let's look at what happened at um what was that one NBA team that said something about the uh, Chinese government? They scrubbed the entire M- uh that one entire team off the Chinese NBA website. Like they run shit. Um, not to you know a normal person's liking, but they run shit. They know what they are everywhere. I don't think that us, especially the West, the West. They don't nest I don't think that they understand what communism is, how the, the government forces their people to live life. Mm-hmm. 
how they're monitored no matter where they are, even when they're not in the country. Like, it's a, sh- it's just fucking scary. Like, if that was happening to me, I'd be like more anxious than I think I already am. I think so. Look, look. I don't know how long ago it was, but they literally put a ban on having children. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. I think they were only allowed, a family was only allowed one child. For yeah, it was the one child policy, and they just relaxed that. Now they can have like two or three, three now. now. Yeah. Three now. Mm-hmm. But, it, but that's that's literally what the Chinese government is doing. Like, what? Waley can't say anything if she wants to go back home. She can't exactly. Say and even if she did say something and didn't go back home, guess what? Her family and her friends get the brunt of the government. Exactly. So it doesn't just stop with Whaley. No, it doesn't. Like everybody she's known are gonna feel the heat. Yeah. It's not fair to them. So no, it isn't. It really isn't fair to them. Mm-hmm. Like if Whaley ever does something horrible, like objectively horrible, then by all means we can have a discussion about that. But like. Judging her from just where she comes from, it's not it's not necessary. It's not right. I'm glad you were I'm glad I'm glad this was brought up because I I do think that it's an issue in especially on social media. It's just so much hate. Like it's I don't even know if it's real real hate. I think it's just like built up bullshit, to be honest. When I see stuff like that, I like people who are instigating things. I'm, I always just think, man, you really don't have enough attention when you're outside, do you? So you have to start here. Yeah, go That's touch just some all grass. I think of it. Go touch mm-hmm. some grass, bro. <laughs> touch some grass, smoke some grass. Yeah. All <laughs> exactly. Of it. <laughs> the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Fucking smoke some indica. <laughs> yeah, how about that? So. But we can't change these kind of things. All we can do is change how we react to it. Yeah, exactly. So. All right. So the one, the one championship um, preview. Ooh, uh, ooh, 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 I can't finally, wait. Yeah, we're finally at the the semifinal. Um, stamp re- Fairtex, motherfuckers! I cannot big, wait. Big stamp fan, <laughs> are you? All right, we'll get to her. Um, Ritu Foget versus. Uh, Jenilyn Olsen. Um, this was not supposed to be the fight. Sorry, the train's going by. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, didn't... Um, there was a Japanese fighter who um, couldn't Harada. make it. Was oh, it Harada. I knew, I knew it was somebody. I'm like, it's yeah. someone I, I've heard of before. She it, couldn't it make it. I don't know if it was due to... I don't, I'm not sure if it was to... These the issues or whatnot, but yeah, she couldn't make it, and so that's why this fight switched up. So I didn't see why, I didn't see why that why she had to why she couldn't fight any anymore in this fight. I just saw mm-hmm. that uh, Jenilyn Olsen was stepping in to fight Ritu, um, which is kind of unfortunate because I really did want to see Harada in there, and to be honest, she deserved to be in there. That with you or without you, depending on what happens. You can be, but I guess that's what's what's part of the game. So, but I'm interested in it because 
you know, all the small roles in one do not disappoint. Because here's my love affair with one. Male and female fighters in one, I feel, have better Muay Thai, a better base of Muay Thai than a lot of fighters in the UFC. This is my hot take. Because we have more Muay Thai fighters, like traditional Muay Thai fighters in one. Because they do Muay Thai fights and MMA gloves there. But yeah. you see a lot of fighters who are coming in having a better Muay Thai base than most Westerners and really put on a show with it. So not all of them, but a majority of them. And I love it. How do you feel about this tournament? It's really taken so many winding roads to, to get to where we're at. Like there's been so much going on with the one tournament. It, it, there were a lot amazing. going on. But for me, I still find it fun. Because versus a traditional tournament, like, nobody got hurt. The lineup would stay the same. It would still be fun and whatnot. But now we're seeing people step up. So now we're seeing a fighter's game plans change to the new person they're going to fight. And we're see I think we're seeing a lot more coming out of it because of these crazy twists and turns. So it's a bit more entertaining for me, at okay. least. In my opinion, it's a bit more entertaining. Okay. And I'm enjoying it. Yeah. No. No doubt. One, no matter what you feel personally about how what goes on with one and you know the behind the scenes things, you can't mm -hmm. say that one doesn't put on great fights. They put oh, on oh, they do great fights. Mm -hmm. I love it. That's one. That's one promotion I'll always try and stay up and watch, or I'll be like four in the morning going, yeah, exactly. Uh, it's looking at my phone, right like there. burning my my cornea out and shit <laughs> the good thing though is the main the the main card the main event it typically is like 7 a.m for us mm -hmm. which isn't a terrible time it's not terrible but it's not ideal but it's a it's it's, really, it's, it's workable work it's workable <laughs> it's a hell of a lot better than waking up at 2 a.m you ain't kidding I still remember the one time I stayed up and watched a Risen event with my friend who was in town from Utah. Roxy has the most insane sleeping schedule. She cannot stay up past nine. Doesn't. Just will fall asleep wherever the fuck she is. Yeah. Right there. But this girl will get up at like four in the morning. Like her body just wills herself to go to get up. It's not even her plan. So I'm watching Risen. She already went to bed while we were starting Risen. And we were still watching Risen when she woke up because there was this huge long. It was that it was that card where Floyd Mayweather was fighting tension. Oh God! So I was. Remember how long those fucking intermissions were? Yeah. So I'm trying to battle and like Literally sleep. I'm trying to battle sleep while the intermissions going on. I'm just like, and then like Roxy comes like, "Hey guys!" I'm like, "Oh, oh, uh, good morning, Roxy," <laughs> and she's sitting to watch it with. Me and my friend, like, that was the last time I stayed up to watch a Risen card. Because it was just that hard. <laughs> I used to watch, and I definitely stayed up for that one. Just because I wanted to watch Tension and Floyd. Mm-hmm. God, it ended up being such a letdown. That fight was such a letdown. I was yeah. thinking there would be a little bit more, but no. They were. I'm like trying to talk to like chat with people and like stay awake and everything during the intermission. I'm just like, I'm losing this battle. But if I drink caffeine, yeah. I won't sleep at all. 
And I've already lost, like, a, I've already been up once before for a whole, like, over 24 hours for something fight-related. And I will never do that again. <laughs> no, I can't do it. So how do you see Foga and uh, Olsen going? That's a good one. I can't, I can't think, yeah. I don't know, because this this fight, like I said, uh, Harada was supposed to come in. And now I'm seeing this change, so I'm like kind of up in the air with this. Mm -hmm. I think that Vogat will be. She's obviously the better wrestler. I think that she mm -hmm. should probably use the wrestling because that's and push the pace. Keep Olsen on the back. Yeah, keep Olsen on the back heel the entire time. Yeah, she kind of. I think she kind of has to that. use her wrestling and just go, go. To get to the final, mm -hmm. right? Like, just fucking leave it all out. In, in the yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Do it intelligently. So, uh, keep them on the back heel and scare them with, with grappling. Eventually, they'll fuck up and then they'll go to the ground. So, <laughs> and to be honest, she wasn't terrible on the feet. Um, it's just that that's no. not her forte. But there's certain people you don't want to stand in front of. Like one day, I will probably, I will most likely meet somebody who's a better striker than me. So therefore, I better be able to take somebody down, and vice versa. Mm -hmm. That's the name of the game. That's why it's so fun. <laughs> so that'll be fun. Yeah, so I'm all up in this one tour because I can't wait to see Stamp Fairtex. I love that girl. <laughs> So do you, we'll get She's to her. so do you, fun. Do you, have, do you see Fogut winning this fight? Okay. Oh, we lost Serena. Shit. All right. Oh, she's trying to come back. Does get kept at range. That'll be problematic. Oh, we lost you. Oh, stream is on auto-tune. Oh, cool. Do I sound like T-Pain? Yeah. Anybody? Exactly. Do I sound exactly. like T-Pain at least? All right, cool. Awesome. I'll get my, I'll get my uh, crump cup in a second. So making a comeback. Um, if Olsen kept on the back heel, wrestling's going to be easy. If Olsen uses uses her range with her jab and establishes distance, then it's a problem. So, strongest shield versus strongest spear, I guess. Yeah. I hope everybody right, caught the wrestling re reference with the spear. <laughs> I'm going... It's uh, my little joke. Forget by decision. I don't think that she'll get a stoppage, but I, I do think she does enough in the wrestling and gets a decision. Mm -hmm. You agree? Oh, what's the next? Yeah, I agree. Okay. I'm like so excited because this whole, I like the one tournament system so far. Yeah. Like I've only, for the most part, I've seen it only happen more with the dudes. Hence we got Ben Askren wearing, winning a lamb, like, was it Lam one Lambo or two Lambos and a million dollars after he won one of the uh, one tournaments? Yeah, that was wild. 
I think it was both. I think he won a Lambo and a million dollars. I think so. Like, shit, for that, throw me in a one tournament. Get my ass fight, and I will will fucking scrap. Like, I have nothing left in life to live for. (laughs) They're not going to do that for the women, though. This this is to get a title shot. I wish they would, though. That'd be the dopest. (laughs) This is to go go up against um, Andrea Lee. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh man, Stan versus Ju- versus Julie is going to be neat because okay, so we yeah we have Stan Fairtex versus Julie. This is another step has to keep this on the feet because she goes look, you go to the ground with a Brazilian. I'm just saying it's not going to be a fun time. <laughs> no, yeah. So I'm I mean... just yeah, it's just like let's keep it on the feet, but um. Yeah, I want to see this because I'm just I'm just a straight through and through stamp fan. <laughs> I love her Muay Thai. The... I love how dangerous she is. So she's just like a she's just almost a little gangster. She's not even trying to. She's just trying to show who she is. And she's still super young. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm like, cool. go fucking get it. <laughs> yeah, this is the main event too now. The title fight is no longer a title fight. Um, yep. Something happened with with that. Mm-hmm. We'll see, but it's going to be fun. It's going to be violent. It's going to be great. Just don't go to the floor. That's all it is. The game plan for Stamp: use teeps. Don't go to the floor. And if you go to the floor, play the ground is lava. Julie, ins and outs. Ins and outs. Make that miss, make her pay for it. She misses a kick, grab that leg, and start trying to go to the floor and work from there. You don't want to fuck with a Muay Thai fighter like her on the feet. Okay. It's simple. <laughs> there it is. There it is. So you you have Stamp Fairtex winning this fight, clearly. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Stamp versus um, Foge in the finals. We both agree. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, that would be so cool. <laughs> Love to see it. All right, so moving on to the UFC 267 preview. Um, Amanda Hebus versus Virna Jandiroba. That is a really, really good fight. The records are almost similar. Virna knows how to grapple. Rebus knows how to grapple. But if I'm remembering correctly, Rebus, a majority of her finishes are submissions. Mima, I, I believe that Vierna has knocked out a few people as well, on top of also snagging some submission wins. So this will be very interesting to see where this goes. And we're having a glorious return to Fight Island. So, woohoo! <laughs> Violence and coconuts on the beach. Crazy if I'm remembering right. Crazy that they're back at um, in Abu Dhabi. Well, well, they have to because with the new... Um, COVID protocols for international travelers coming back to the United States. Yeah. Like there's some requirements and you know, not all the fighters are going to want to go through said requirements. So fight islands, an easy option for all parties involved. So why not? Yeah. So who do you have winning this fight? I'm going to edge slightly toward uh Deerna. I'm going to slide just toward her because I think she's more well-rounded. She's no slouch on the floor, and she has the hands. Rebus, I've seen a majority, like, she's got a chin, but I've seen a majority of her wins being submission-based. So 
if you can't submit somebody because they have equal, they have a e- pretty equal ground game, then well, I'm gonna go to whoever has better hands too. So, to be fair, I think that Virna, her jujitsu is one of the best in in women's MMA. Um, mm-hmm. She's amazing, but Hebus is good if it goes to the ground. I don't think that she would be able to to keep up with with Virna if it were to go to the ground though. Um, Virna, but recently, yeah. Virna's like throwing hands and mm-hmm. wants to wants to fight with her fist. It's pretty crazy, actually. Um, it's fun. It, and Jim Karasu is also on the same kind of on the same page with both of us, saying that he, um, they think that uh, Virna is going to shut down all the submissions of Rebus, which is also where I'm at. Like if they, like I said earlier, they both have really good grappling, and I think they will negate each other on the floor. So yeah. Vierna is trying to kill people with her hands and has shown that on her record. I'm going to give the edge to her for that fight. Okay. Yeah. Just based yeah. off of her being more well-rounded. I agree. Vierna, Vierna probably gets a decision win in this fight. Mm-hmm. I think. Amanda Hebus is tough. She's very, very, tough. she's very tough and she's very scrappy. She's that never say die type of fighter. Right. So, I know you guys were looking forward to the Phantom Punch breakdown. I'm having troubles loading it. It's not loading. I it's there. It's it was Evelyn Martin's. Mm-hmm. I it's not loading for me. I can't load it. It keeps. So you're gonna have to. Me. Y'all are gonna have to walk me through Phantom Punch breakdowns and stuff. So. So literally, what what happens is, Ghost Phantom. He's he's in the chat. Um, mm-hmm. he I saw that. These, he puts these videos together where he Mm -hmm. literally breaks down fights or segments Mm -hmm. of fights it's amazing it's Mm -hmm. it's, it honestly is amazing that's cool right Mm -hmm. um so it's like circling buffering almost i don't i don't know what is going on i don't Mm -hmm. know if it's because i'm trying to Stream it to Streamyard, and it's just not loading. I don't, I don't understand what what is happening with this. Hey, look, know, I'm having right? technological issues too. So you know what? It's all good. I see you guys. I see you guys. Mm-hmm. I know you guys. I know we're all we're all sad too. We can all be sad together. Okay, I'll be sad with all of you. So maybe next week we can do two of them. Um, we can hey, do this one because it was two. I think it was only like two or three minutes or something. It was okay. like 10 minutes. Um, but yeah, that was the show. Uh, thank you so much to everybody who who came on and visited. Yeah, with, y'all were great. With Serena. We love, love have, loved having you on, Serena. Uh-huh. Well, it was an honor to be on too. It felt, it was nice. It was just a nice, because I haven't done something like this in such a long time. And I got to meet some cool peoples too. So I'm happy. <laughs> yeah. So follow us, like, share, subscribe. We know that you guys typically do are our subscribers anyway. Audio only versions are now on Anchor and Spotify. Just search the WMMA Today links in the description. Um, but to, to everybody who watches normally, Every week, we thank you. Drake and I thank you. Serena, it was amazing having you on. We would love to have you on again. Um, Just say when. (laughs) Next time, hopefully, Drake is on with us. Um, Mm -hmm. 
Who knows? Maybe the next time you got me on, I might have to break some more breaking news. So you never know. Yeah. <laughs> we now we know that now we know that uh, you are at Extreme Couture. Mm-hmm. Next time. Next time, on. hopefully a fight announcement. A we'll fight see. Announcement. <laughs> yep. We'll you, we'll have to keep in touch. You and I will have to keep in touch. You know sure. it. All right, so Rue is saying you are awesome, Serena. Oh, thank you. you like again, I said, y'all were great. Mm -hmm. Alvin Aww. is saying, Ms. De Jesus, it was lovely meeting you. Oh, it was lovely meeting all y'all. Thank you so much. So, yeah, I can't wait to do this again. So, awesome. in the meantime, ready. everyone stay safe. Keep watching cool fights. Let's all cheer for the main event in UFC this weekend and have an awesome rest of the week. Love it. Peace.